You're listening to Beneath the Tide, a weekly pirate-influenced Dungeons and Dragons campaign ran on the Mimics and Monstrosities Switch channel every Wednesday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find the channel and all of our streams at Twitch.tv/Mimics/Letter-N/Monstrosities, and all other information regarding where you can find us on the internet can be found in the episode descriptions. The intro music to all of our future episodes of Beneath the Tide is performed by Ross Bugden. And a huge thanks to CD Projekt Red, and eventually in the later episodes, Blizzard, for giving us the rights and permission to use the music from The Witcher 3 and World of Warcraft. So, thank you. You're listening to Beneath the Tide, episode 69. Haha, <laughs> nice. Promises of Fae. This episode was streamed live on Twitch July 29th, 2020. I'm really glad none of you showed obscenities at me right before we go live. Uh, so like, <laughs> oh, uh, we can. I hope we can. I if you want, so, we I can. So I can so, certainly do that. We are going to lose our minds here very quick. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of losing our minds, uh, some announcements before we begin. I don't know how that makes any sense. Um, welcome to our world. Welcome to my world. Do your segues ever? I talk to myself all the time. Um, so. Hello, everybody. It's episode 69 tonight. Yeah! Nice. Everyone who dabs gets a D20 DM inspiration. Um, I get a DM. Is that for, I, is I, that for real? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or else I'd be getting some D20 inspirations. Um, so, someone else before we begin. Again, yeah, episode 69. Nice. Um... We are still raising money for the Trevor Project. We are doing so until August 12th. Uh, and then we'll be starting another charity in September. Uh, the link for that charity uh, for the Trevor Project will be posted through the chat sporadically. Uh, the Trevor Project, they are a charity uh, that help uh, LGBTQ people under the age of 25 that are in crisis. Uh, so they do a lot of good stuff for that community. And it's a very good charity to support uh, right now, of course, uh, based on everything that's happening to that community and the trans community in the United States right now. Um, but else? Yes, uh, we also have a podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That's the same thing. There's no such thing as iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. They make some monstrosities. This last week's episodes will be going up tomorrow because I will not be here Friday. Uh, and speaking of Friday, we're not being here. Uh, next Sunday, this coming Sunday rather, the 2nd, we will not be streaming Soldiers of the Lich Queen, unfortunately, but we will be running something in the meantime. We pre-recorded a one-shot of Dread on Friday and Monday, so part one of that one-shot will be going live at 1pm Eastern Time in lieu of Soldiers of the Lich Queen, so come watch me, Sam, Kirkland, and Rose get really scared and see if we survive the night at the Black Forest Inn in Big Bear, California? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so come watch. Lindsay is a wonderful GM and yeah. it was probably like just the most fun I've had in a very long time. So we were all just clamoring for more at the end of it. So Come watch. You can tell it's so much fun. I just can't say enough of good stuff about it. Uh, Lindsay, if you're out there, you are amazing. Keep it up. Um, also, that week of the second, 
Uh, we will not be having any games on the 5th or the 6th. That's Wednesday and Thursday, as I will still be out of town due to some last-minute changes that were against my control, unfortunately. Uh, and then the 9th of August, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, there will not be Soldiers of Lich Queen. We'll be streaming Part 2 of Dread. So come watch us get scared and whatnot. Again, a lot of fun. Hopefully you can see how much fun we had. You will. It was awesome. Uh, and then we should be back to regular streaming on the 12th and 13th. And then unfortunately, I am also gone on the 16th for, again, another last-minute schedule change I have no power over that I found out about yesterday. Um, so that, no games on the 16th. Maybe we'll try to figure out something for the 1 p.m. slot on, on the... Uh, on the uh, Sunday, because I'll be back during that week, so maybe we can record something else during that week. Who knows? Uh, and then the 16th of August, we were supposed to premiere our first episode of Call of Cthulhu, but since I will not be here, our first episode of Call of Cthulhu is being pushed to the 23rd of August at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So come check that out. Call of Cthulhu, The Nightmare Society. Um, yes. So, without further ado, last we all left off, you all decided to go make Ogden Boone feel more comfortable and hunt down Thalran's brother known as Valkaris, or Valkaris, Valkaran, I can't remember his name, holy shit. It's been a while um, <clears throat> to go hunt down his brother and basically kill him to protect Marion Boone. While you were all planning, a little prankster Boggle was attempting pranks on Henry and Henry blasted the thing into oblivion. <laughs> Ending that plot thread that was basically going to be a haunted house in the Rose Court. But that's the fun of D&D. Um, eventually you all left to go to the Felscar Forest to hunt down Valkaris. Valterogene. Thalran's brother. And put an end to the end of the recap. So, after fighting a Bodak and a Lonely, you guys proceeded forward. Ended up in a strange pyramid-esque scenario. Went into the pyramid, found a bunch of treasure, an acid, mummies, fought the mummies. Long story short, started digging in the sand. And as you were digging in the sand, people started disappearing. Because Ash, who had buried himself in the sand, because he's possessed by a little child, disappeared. Long story short, a group, a number of the party disappeared through this sand. So now, Ogden, Eclipse, Baxter, and Ash have been claimed by these sands, while the remainder of the party remain in the desert. The people that did get claimed by the sands were approached by the figure they were looking for, Valkaris Valterogene, who approached the cell that they're inside of and said, Welcome home. And that's who we're going to pick up immediately, with Valkaris peering through the cell, arms behind the back, just peering in. Skeleton's still digging. He's just like, oh, I already have skeletons in my collection. And he just waves his hand. I need all the skeletons and the little boy that's inside Ash to make wisdom saving throws. Mm. Oh no! Doesn't know there's a little ghost inside of Ash. Okay. Um, so the... Uh, uh, how many How many skeletons? Five skeletons? Five yeah. skeletons. Uh, do you have up what their wisdom... Yep. Save is. Give me one sec. Sorry. I'm pulling theirs up and I'm pulling up the skeletons. Or the ghost as well. Okay. Uh, 
Skeletons have a wisdom of negative one. Perfect. Alright. <laughs> Skeletons. Number one. Twelve. Just burst into dust. Number two. Eleven. Burst into dust. Number three. Eleven. Burst Turns into, into rainbows? Dust. <laughs> number four. Eleven. <laughs> dust. And number five. Ten. Dust. Oh no! And ash. Wow! You're sitting there on the ground, being a little kid, kind of scared, and out of nowhere, you feel fine. Turn on dead. Destroy <laughs> dead. Destroys the ghost too. Oh, it destroys up to CR four. That is yeah. oof. So the ghost is gone too. That means this to save you. You probably would have had to roll a nat twenty for all of them. <laughs> and he just peers through the gates. That's better. Hello, everyone. No. Hello, Baxter starts dumping the sand from his flask and cursing. <laughs> um, apologies for the entrance. Uh, I didn't want to to. Well, I didn't expect my welcome guest to enter this way. And he waves his hand, and the bars of the cell disappear, and you're all free to just step out. Quick I question. tentatively stick my hand out where the bars were. Yeah, you don't feel anything. Uh, yes, what's the question? Where am I? Ah, good question. You are in the Shadowfell, specifically the Twilight Mausoleum. Yes, Mr. Uh, I did question. Yes, Mr. Yes, Boone, I, I asked. Yeah, I'm... Yes, what would you uh, all like sorry, to Sorry, uh, uh, who is he? Yeah, that what? was my question. Who's who? That guy. Oh, this guy. apologies. He waves his hand again. You all gain memories back of the people you forgot. He cast Greater Restoration. What do you mean, who am I? Uh... Can I remember that I didn't remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how spells are... Ah. Uh... Sorry, the Shadowfell is a little tricky, and the Sands are a little tricky as well. Mr. Boone, Miss Woodlouse Clove, Mr. Ornstein, Von Huxley... Mr. Monso or Mr. Monsoza, yes. Baxter says under his, uh, his breath, Baxter Ornstein von Huxley. Well, I know why you're all here. Uh, and why is that? You want, I don't. You want to kill me to protect your mother. I can assure you I mean no harm to Miss Marion Boone. Old you, Ogden? Yes, what is it? No, oh, pardon me. We are also in... If I am remembering correctly, there was a sort of item, right? And he just kind of looks at everybody. Oh, yes. Right? I believe you want my ring. And he holds it up. Yes. It, it's, that it sounds reasonable. It's the ring you're looking for, Calamitous. Uh, that's, yeah, that sounds uh, familiar. Well, you are my honored guest, so follow me if you will. I will be arranging for the pickup of your other friends shortly. Follow me, please. And he spins around on the spot, puts his arms behind his back, and just strolls out the door of this little room. Would someone mind filling me in on why I was standing on a boat five minutes ago, and now I'm in some dude's basement? I don't know. You start acting- Wait. You acted real goofy. Where did Wilf go? Um, Who's Wilf? Actually, based on what I have experienced in the past, it appears as though that person had cast some type of uh, destruction of undead. 
me being from a town of undead and city, you might say. It actually wasn't a spell. Well, it's an ability. <laughs> it's an ability of sorts. Thank you for correcting me. Yes. Um. Therefore, the ash and the being that most likely possessed him are currently destroyed. Not not ash, oh, honestly, but I possessed. I destroyed something aside from the skeletons. Yeah. Um. Remember those. Um kids that uh, we had um, with us from Silga before you were possessed the first time? Yeah, we were talking to the ghosts and then that's the last thing yeah. I remember and then we were here. Yeah. Um, well, you were possessed by one of them. Uh, well, again. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we decided to take you with us um, to the Shadow Realm so that we could Shadow meet... Fell. Shadow Fell, thank you. Um, apologies. Thank you, Encyclopedia uh, so that we... Britannica. Yeah, I like to keep us honest over here. Yeah. <clears throat> and now we're in the Shadow Fell. Uh, and also, you got buried by Send, and that's how you got here. Right, uh, okay, at some point I'll ask for more details, but uh, I suppose we should just. I, I'll, I'll table that for now. If you'd follow me, please, we have lots to discuss. You seem to be enthusiastic as you buried yourself. Oh, lead the I buried, way. I buried myself. And he like that was Will. He leads you out of this prison, and you can hear what sounds like organ music, and you can hear people dancing and like just shouting and just happy sounds. And oh. a, a big door on the left, you can see what looks like into a huge ballroom, and there's a bunch of people in like masquerade outfits and masks just dancing with each other. And he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, that's just the party that I throw here once a month." Come with me up the stairs, and he leads you up towards the spiral staircase and starts walking up. Baxter doesn't want to leave this area. It calls back to the very night when all of this, his whole thing happened. The people, ballroom dancing, the type of music that's playing. Well, feel free to stick with them. They, uh, you can sense that you're kind of halting a little bit. Just don't get close to them. You don't have any open wounds, do you? Mm. What one does? Mm. He looks. Uh, let's see. Is he missing any hit points? He is not. <laughs> well, don't get close to them. They like the taste of blood. And he starts going up the staircase. That reminds me. I was looking at the D&D Beyond tracker. I did not realize that Baxter has the most health in the party. What? He does? What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ash only has 105, and Baxter's got I mean, 107. I, I knew he rolled well on hit points, but that well? Either Yeesh. way. Up the staircase. Are you all coming, or would you like to stay with the vampires? Oh, no. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll right behind you. I'm going to look to Baxter, see if I can get him to follow us with a look. Come What's on. Baxter seeing? I mean, imagine he sees like a bunch of people dancing and it's looking. Yeah, they're dancing. Quite a quite a uh, regal time. Yeah, uh, it's a masquerade uh, ball. That's what you see. Does he see catering? No. <laughs> like with alcohol or anything? No, no. It would, they want blood. Again, oh! I'm just going off of. <laughs> I'm just going off of what. Uh, yeah, yes. Baxter might think. So if he does not see any of those things, <laughs> uh, he is. Slightly less enticed, but nonetheless, uh, is nostalgic and uh, okay. returns with everyone. 
Valkyrus starts leading you up this spiral staircase. Um, you can see all painted on the walls. There's pictures of him in like different poses, like knee up on like a on like a velvet stool, holding a glass of wine. Other images: one with him and Thalran as kids, kind of arm in arm. Uh, just multiple portraits what of himself. Oh, um, very ostentatious portraits, and the portraits are life size, so they're big. And he leads you up the spiral staircase, about three hundred, about nine hundred feet up the spiral staircase. Is there one with duck lips? Like there is Thalran just no, 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 no. Um, and he leads you up to the set of doors. He opens it up, and he gestures for you all to step inside. You can see it's a little like kind of study area, like an office. There's a huge. A uh, thirty-foot-tall stained glass window. That's just again a visage of himself, hands on the hips, kind of just looking up towards the sky. Um, a big ornate desk with a bunch of like vials and not vials, but like bottles on it of alcohol and other things like wines. He's like, please find a seat, make yourself comfortable, unless you'd rather stand. And he steps in, gestures for you all to follow. I'm gonna stay standing. Sure. I'll enter. Uh, yeah, uh, Ogdenbud will also remain standing. <clears throat> okay. Baxter follows the whatever this guy's saying. Okay. Uh, there's a oh, huge... If he... Sorry. There's Did a... he say to have a seat? Or stand, whatever you prefer. He'll sit. Uh, there's a huge, like, velvet couch near a fireplace that's crackling. Just green flames, though. Just... And he's like, uh, should I... Are any of you interested? Would like a glass of wine? Wonderful. He pours back. He, he pours Baxter a glass of wine and waves his hand, and the wine glass just floats over to Baxter. Am I correct to assume that you're at least um, partially omniscient, as you knew our names upon our arrival, <laughs> and seems to well, prophesy our arrival? This is my domain, so I have eyes everywhere. Plus. I've been keeping an eye on all of you for quite some time now, so. So you know of our current search for various artifacts to I defeat? I do, of course, yes. <laughs> I know um, a lot about each of you. Well, we don't have to spill all the juicy details now, but... Oh, um... no, secrets are very good to keep. On both sides. So... How are you all? I'm feeling great. This is unexpected. I sunk beneath the sand and I'm being treated to wondrous atmosphere of ballroom dancing music and now wine yes yeah, so this is like a massive like palace made out of like black diamond uh it just gleams the walls gleam and the, the floors are also the same material and just a bunch of like kind of gothic looking decorations and stuff um yeah like big old like uh candelabras and there's a chandelier hanging from the ceiling, but the chandelier is all skulls with, like, candles kind of implanted in the top of the skulls. The big stained glass window is just him, yeah, standing bare-chested on a stool. Um, <laughs> on a stool? Yeah. 
Like he's getting fitted for a suit, yeah. but then they yeah. said, stop, this yeah. is perfect. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, is it one foot up in the Captain Morgan pose, or is it yeah. like he both it's one, feet up? One on foot the... up, one foot up. Oh, okay, okay. That's like both feet on the stool because he's taller. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got. So now you're like up close, up close with him. He has like pure, like white, almost translucent skin, crescent moon shaped ears like Thalran did. Uh, long, flowing, silvery white hair that cascades down to his shoulders, vel almost violet-colored red eyes, kind of pale lips, kind of like a pink hue to them, uh, noticeable canines, a little bit, um, a ring on his ring finger that's dripping, but it's not getting on his skin or anything, he's wearing like this velvet black doublet, velvet pants, velvet knee-high boots, uh, there is a weapon strapped to his side, um, it is a dagger. Really ornate looking, very cool looking dagger. It's like purple, the blade's purple, the hilt's purple, and the pommel is like a green sort of emerald that's shaped like a crown. And he's like, so... <clears throat> Welcome all to the Twilight Mausoleum. Where did you say? Oh, your friends. That's right. One uh, moment. Yes. And he snaps. His, he pyramid? snaps his finger, and the others appear in this room. Just. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have to start a search party to find them. <laughs> so Noose, Henry, and Leah appear in this room. Just. <laughs> Are we still flying? Oh, yeah. You're floating in the air a little bit. Okay. Dang it! Dang it, Henry! I. I knew killing that thing would be bad luck. Hello. Like what thing? Hello, everyone. My name is Valkyris Valterajian. How are you all? Can I interest I'm in confused. You? Would you like a drink? I have lots of wine. News is absorbing everything and trying to peg everyone, make sure no one's missing. No one's missing. Yeah. Leah sees the pretty green fire and she's just kind of going flying near it and just sits down in front of it just like, ooh. Uh, be careful around that fire. It transports you to other areas of this domain. Um. Diagonally. Diagonally. So, you're... Who, which of you is more interested in wielding this ring? You have to be deemed appropriate by Atropus himself, so... What does it do? What doesn't it do? Oh, I mean, what doesn't it not do? Turn you into a unicorn? <laughs> Alright, well, now I have as much context as you gave. Wait, it oh. doesn't not turn you into a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Don't so it turns worry. you into a unicorn? It does not. Don't worry. I lied. Don't worry, Mr. Lofter Lofferton, Noose, and Miss Greenwood. Everything will be explained soon. I'll be honest, I'm a little more interested in that dagger at your side. Oh, no, that is not for yours to take. That is mine. It would drive you mad if you wielded it. I felt worse. 
I've seen. Been through us. So, the ring. While wearing this ring, you can see in the dark quite far. Cold. You'll feel a slight resistance to it. Same with necro necrosis. You will also be immune to being scared, but also immune to exhaustion. Again, well, as with all the artifacts uh, you're seeking, they need to be powered to get their full benefits. Without its full benefits, though, you are well more adapted at resisting magical effects. Your weapons will have a bit of necrosis to them, and you can cast a couple of spells at will, such as Levitate, Ray of Enfeeblement, and Vampiric Touch. The powered state is a secret for you to find out at a later date, once you've powered it. And how would we do that, exactly? By whatever task the deity tied to the artifact asks you to complete. And I see you have one of the artifacts already, and it too is yet to be powered. And he points to Leah's staff. Leah's just like, holding it, just like... Yeah, we were gonna do that, but... There was a lot going on in hell at the time. I know, I saw all of what was happening. I've been keeping an eye on each of you very closely for quite some time now. But oh, you only have that... two eyes. <laughs> right. Right. He kind of rolls his eyes a little bit. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Miss Woodlouse Clove. What was your question? Um, how long has that been? Exactly how long have you been watching this? Oh, boy. Let's see. For some of you, it's been longer than others. It's, it gets a little tricky. <laughs> but in total, for all of you, it's about two years total as a group together. Mm. So you, uh... You seen us kill your bro? Yes, that was quite fun to watch. Actually, he was a dick. I would agree. He besmirched our dear, lovely Marion Boone. Yes, Miss Marion is quite the lovely sort, and I would very much like her to stay alive. Of course, I have no intentions of harming her, Mister Boone. I quite like that she is living in my brother's home currently. One last big fuck you to him. It's wonderful. Insight check. You can certainly try. <laughs> uh, so, my insight is very high. That's great. I believe. Um, 27. 27. Alright. One short of a net 20. Let me check something out here. I, got a, I rolled right. a 19. Plus 8. You can't read him at all. Oh, But you man. get the sense he's being honest. Okay. I'm gonna whisper that to Ogden. I think we can trust him. And he's like, so, do you have any questions for me before we start any sort of relationship, so to speak? Partnership? What's the catch? What's the catch? Uh, there actually isn't a catch, actually. I very, I'm very interested in seeing Asmodeus taken care of, so to speak. So I can... Hmm. Fill the vacuum in power? Well, no, I have no interest in ruling the Nine Hells. Tiamat does. I'm more interested in just... my friends staying safe on the material plane, because if they go poof, I lose my powers. And, uh, what friends are they? 
Well, it's very tricky to explain. Is news is news picking up on something right now? Insight check. Okay. <laughs> you picking up what I'm putting down? Wink, wink. Yes. News rolled a nat 20. <laughs> 29 total. <laughs> Alright. It looks very sad. No, no. Uh, my heart's racing. I'm getting really, like, nervous. Um... With a natural 19 and a natural 20 insight? <laughs> yeah, your insight was not enough. I know. Um, like he starts rolling up his sleeves... And you see his sleeve tattoos all down his arms. And they're just screaming faces. So. My friends remain in the material plane and their worship gives me my power. And I would very much like to keep it so Asmodeus being dealt with and not destroying the material plane is quite good for me. That said, I will give you the ring. And it'll I can power it myself. As Atropus's last champion, there is something I seek in the material plane that I cannot access. And what would that be? It lies on the continent of Anundial. In the crypt, or the tomb rather, of the three heroes. It is a sphere of black marble and I would like to be reunited with this item apologies I dispelled magic upon that oh item. that was not the sphere I'm speaking of Though. this lies on the continent of Anundil not Esselvire I uh, just uh, uh... I also I, I want to be clear. I, I did you say spear as in stick spear. with point? Thank you. Ball. Got it. I get it now. Mm. And he just yeah he just stands there. And he, so I think that could be a mutual agreement, correct? Yeah, let's do it. Seems fair enough. A favor for a favor. Kind of just smiles a little bit, showing off those canine teeth. Oh. I smile back, showing off mine. Oh, those are nice. But! <laughs> Knew that it was just like all canines. <laughs> if, if we are to get into this mutual trusting partnership, I can answer one question truthfully from each of you. Fay, as a Fay, I can't exactly. Well. I'm bound to certain things, so I can answer one question truthfully from each of you, and since I am Faye, I am bound by promise. I promise to answer whatever question each of you have truthfully. And he looks at Noose first. Noose, Noose kind of gives him a look and goes, What's your favorite color? <laughs> Purple. I thought so. And he looks at Henry next. Any questions for me, Mr. Lawferton? I can answer, I have to answer truthfully. And I have seen so many things. 
What sort of defenses can we expect in the tomb? <clears throat> Spirits of the heroes and all of those who died during the Battle of Anandil that were sealed under the city when they built the new one on top. To prevent grave robbing, essentially, and most likely traps of all sorts. Unfortunately, the reason I cannot access the place is it is protected against fey, celestial fiends, and undead, minus the spirits that are already inside of it. Alright. Well, thank you for your honesty. He turns to Ogden Boone, and you, Mr. Boone, any questions for me? Well, any question for me? Anything at all? Do you know... ...of a way... ...of a way... ...to slow time? Of course I do. Great. I have so much abilities that can bend time. Just so you all know, every day you spend in the Feywild currently is a month in the material plane. Thought I'd fill you in on that little tidbit. That was my secondary question, but I you thought I... You only get one. I know. I, I know. I know where but I But yes, live. I have multiple ways to control time. And he points oh. to a bottle of wine waves his hand, and he ages the bottle of wine to dust. Um, I thought you'd go the other way with that one. <laughs> oh, I can do all sorts of things with time. Miss, Miss Woodlow's clove. Any questions for me? Can you tell me why my mother was targeted by Velakesh the Sly? To weaken your family. To make your father desperate. Yes, that was my one question. Not the answer I was looking for, but Manson nonetheless. Miss Greenwood. They just like turns back towards him after from looking at the fire. She just kind of like cocks her head and she's like, Is Lexi's spirit at peace? No. None of the Spore Druid spirits are at peace. Mr. Monsoza. Hmm. Noose. Sorry. Noose, Noose looks at Leo and is just like, I'm sorry. With my current resources available to me, I would like you to describe to me a means of reaching the reaching and returning back from the morning shore. Good fucking question. 
the morning shores is only permitted by the dead, so you will have to be temporarily deceased to get there. There are other means to get there, such as riding aboard the ship of Bulgar Stonebeard, or a powerful entity such as myself can send you there, and when the time is ready can pull you out from there. Be warned, death in the morning shores is permanent. There are things in the morning shores to be wary of. Gateways that you do not want to pass through. And as living entities, things will try to draw you into those gateways. Right. Mr. Ornstein von Huxley IV. Um, thank you, Ash. You asked the question that I would have asked. Um, that gives me a lot of room to ask another question. Can I take a bottle or two of these with me when I go? They're quite good. Of course. Two? Of course. Yes. All right. Never <laughs> Baxter's got his priorities set. And uh, Vakaris looks at Ogden. And everything you read in the book about me was true. I did lure mortals here to their death. Out of... Entertainment. But I didn't kill them outright. I wanted to see what they could get up to. I thought it funny at times sometimes and sometimes it's fun to see what kind of shenanigans I can lure the people who are faithful to me into but since we're all being honest with each other I have a few more secrets to share with you all free of charge. Noose. Hey, buddy. There is a group here that I have pulled into the Shadowfell for you to take care of. A catalyst of iron. Ooh. Are in the Shadowfell, at least in this domain currently. Mr. Boone. Your father is alive and quite well. He is doing well in the blood pit, or in the Brigade of Blood. Yeah. I wouldn't bet against him. And your sister is safe as well. Mr. Monsoza. Yes. The, the friend you seek in the Morning Shores is not entirely lost. There is still hope to save him. Good to know. Henry. Um, yes? Your parents have been taken hostage by the Bellwinds. If I didn't know that already, I certainly suspected it. And they are on the open ocean. Seeking your ship. Oh dear. Well, they're not going to find it, are they? Mr. Ornstein. 
Don Huxley the fourth. Your brother is alive, but not in a way you'd expect. Mm. No. Yes. Quite strange. I heard that he was in the the island of mourning. The, the mourning shores. shores. He is yes. and isn't. Ah. You could say he's well, around, mm. and he kind of just gestures around. Miss Woodlove's clove. Yes. There are ways to bring the dead back, should you so choose. Miss Greenwood, the path you follow for your deity is a dangerous one, and I warn you caution. Noose, I think I already told you one. So, I'll take another one, bud. That's all from me. Oh. And just as a last minute sort of gesture of good faith, waves his hand around, I will slow the time dilation in the Feywild for you all now. One day here will be a minute in the material plane. How many days have we been here already? Uh... Well, it's currently. It is currently in the material plane. It is currently Ziln. So about two months have passed since you all have left for the Feywild. The new year has started. It is thirty-three AT currently, in the material plane. So. Find this sphere, and the ring will power itself to whoever wants it right now. Who doesn't mind getting wet? <laughs> oh, you actually don't feel the fluid on the ring, it's just an effect. <laughs> well, if no one else wants it, I'll take it. Well, well, well hang on. Uh... I think we need to be strategic about these, because if I remember correctly, one of these is a dagger. You do need to be strategic about them. Each of you will benefit to one of these greater than others. Bahamut's Bane is a dagger. Calamitous is a ring. There is the Mantle of the Morning Shores, which is a cape. It's almost as if each of these artifacts has been chosen for a specific person. Destiny Can't and all that nonsense, but who believes in destiny? Could you? Would you be willing to tell us uh, who each one was is meant for? If you happen to know, he smiles and goes, "Of course." The mantle of mourning is a bloodline relation, and he looks at Ash. It was once meant for Vernon Montsoza, who has been dealt with. Good fight. I enjoyed watching that one. Always glad to have an audience. The crown of the Spider Queen. 
doesn't actually have a chosen person. That is Lolth's artifact. Runuman, well, he points to Leah, is already acquired. It still needs to be powered, though. She's just, like, smiling, holding the staff like she did a good job. Bahamut's Bane, a dagger. Well, we all know who would do well with that, wouldn't we? That leaves Calamitous. Who is meant for someone versed in darkness and madness. And things mm. born from death. Mm. But uh. anyone can wield these artifacts. Well, we certainly I know. We certainly know who is the most saturated. I'm pickled. <laughs> You're a briny boy. And don't and don't worry. Um, if you someone happens to die in possession of one of these artifacts and they cannot be restored, the artifact will be, can be usable by anyone else. But it's a, does it require death to be transferred? Or willingly given up, like I am doing now. Mm. No. Was, did you say Calamitous was, what was that? It's a ring. Oh, it's it's what he's got. Yeah. Okay. I was, I kind of thought so, but I, w I wanted to make but... sure. <laughs> There's one in this group that I trust more than the others. News is smiling. And he slips, news is probably news. And he slips the ring off and tosses it at News. Hey, buddy. You know, that's probably a better choice than me. He's catches it. It makes its way perfectly into a piercing he already has in his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's one way to save a or compartment slot. Or it squeaks onto his Audi. <laughs> so I can, get that pretty stiff pot so, belly from Marion. <laughs> I can send you anywhere you wish in the cosmos, as well as here in the Shadowfell. If Noose, you do want to destroy the Catalyst of Iron, like you are so intrigued on the Material Plane, I Yo. can send you all anywhere. I can even send things that are in the f objects in the Feywild elsewhere, like your ship, Mr. Boone. And your lovely assortment of crew you have gathered. Yes, they are quite entertaining. Justin, I wanted to make sure, sorry, out of character, um, you said that the catalysts of iron were in currently in the Feywild. Yeah, in in the, in this domain, this chunk of the Shadowfell that's in the Feywild. Yeah. yeah, he said he pulled them in there. Okay, so yeah, Deuce definitely has a priority there. Um, yeah, I mean, if we've got a day, how's everybody yeah. doing? Oh, you have you have all the time in the world. I've changed days here are now minutes. Um, maybe we should take care of that 
before we head out? I... Uh, Go ahead, Ogden. Well, uh, we do have a captain of time management, and we also have just learned some important important business for Ash. Uh, I know you have a friend you're trying to help. I do. But if days are minutes, then I think we also have time to do something that would be beneficial to news. What? Tie up that loose end. Yeah. Yeah, it it would be really nice. There's some things I gotta ask them while I tear their guts out. Well, uh, Captain of Time Management, are you uh, ready to risk it for that biscuit? Risk a what, Octon? Uh, Why is she acting so dumb? Oh, right, right. Uh, she got bumped on the noggin by some sort of mummic curse. Oh, right. And he waves his hand again and casts greater restoration on everybody that needs it. Just healing <laughs> all of this stuff. Just, okay, all right. <laughs> He's basically a god. Close. Or is he? Or is he? So, there is a settlement near the place Noose would like to go. I could send you there. Um, yeah, that'll be great. Um, question How would we get back once we finish this little. I can take care of it. Wonderful. Also, I am. I'll be watching you the entire time. I can send you. I can pop in at any moment. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I have have more power here than I do in the material plane. Right. Right. Great. And you can feel free to call me by this name. Varkalis. Well, I think we should be uh, heading out about now. Um, kind of want to get this handled, not to waste uh, too much time, right? Wonderful. And he snaps his fingers. And Noose <laughs> casts a ring of pie throwing. <laughs> to, and, as- and has it as it like just, but it's not at his face. It's kind of like almost like. It slides into position okay. at his feet. He laughs with- as he snaps his fingers, and you all disappear and appear in a village. Very important out-of-character question. Okay. Is, is the whipped cream for this pie purple? No, it's just white. Um. And you all just, just appear in a village. Um... The sign nearby says Verdragon, and people are milling about in the streets. You notice a collection of gnomes, elves, dwarves, humans, orcs, and an assortment of other races and people going about their day. Again, looks like people have just been collected here. It appears as if numerous settlements have also been meshed together into one larger settlement. Oil lanterns hang from numerous wooden posts, sending out blue light onto the streets, and making a sort of eerie, ethereal, yet soothing light that pierces through the strange despair that's been affecting you all since you've been here. 
And as you're in here, you feel as if something has been lifted, and you feel much more at ease, almost like whatever this despair is cannot penetrate into this village. Uh, the streets seem to be paved with numerous types of stone of varying colors, shapes, and sizes. Uh, and upon your arrival, you all see this massive, muscular, gray-skinned orc wearing a collection of pieces of dark, leathery hide draped across his torso and a cloak made of the same material. The parts of his torso visible beneath the hide are heavily scarred from what appears to be claw marks and teeth marks. Strapped to this orc's back is a massive greatsword made from what appears to be obsidian with four emeralds embedded into the hilt. He's riding on the back of a massive brown bear, also covered in various pieces of this hide. He has piercing red eyes and two massive tusks, giving him a severe underbite that are pierced with numerous rings. His head is bald, save for a long, shaggy white mohawk and a pair of thick, braided white sideburns. He steps off the bear and stands about seven and a half feet tall and gives off this just pure, imposing presence. And just look. Oh, new arrivals. Welcome. Have you been collected as well? You yes. could say that. Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Ah, oh, it's good to meet you. My name is Grom Gloomshadow. He gives a little bit of a bow. We are the Forgotten. And he gestures to the people living in this settlement. Some of us have been living here for decades upon decades. Some of us have been born here. Uh, alias Chet. Darn glad to meet ye. That is a terrible, terrible name. Hey, you know, most of the time you don't get to pick it, am I right? Well, it's good to meet you all. Uh, I assume you're looking for a place to stay. Again, you look like you just got pulled here, so... Um, we're actually looking for some, uh, friends of ours that may be here. They might have gotten here before us. Uh, probably recent arrivals. Uh, uh, do they have any names? I'm gonna look to Noose. Uh, this is kind of your visit. Yeah. And he's going to, uh, uh, I have it here. I have it. Uh, do you know, uh, Fessel Verwin? He's saying Fessel Verin. He looks at you with a strange look. Never heard of the name before. Can you gauge whether he's actually heard of it or not? Insight check. Okay. 16. He has genuinely never heard that name before. Okay. Hmm. Uh. Alright, are there any uh, organizations in the area? Well, um, there is one organization. There are a couple miles to the east. Uh. I generally don't want to deal with them. They call themselves the Catalyst of Iron. They are led by an elf, well they were led by an elf named Lanthral. Lanthral kidnapped my son. And this group demanded riches from me and my people. We refused and they killed my son. And hung his flayed corpse in their temple. That is 
truly awful. I, I am so sorry. murdered everyone in possession. In the procession that was there. There are people that remain, but they haven't come this way in months. Um, well, would you be willing to kind of, uh, provide a space for us to just kind of west for a bit? Um, of course. we're actually looking for, um, to resolve them, some things in the area. Of course, this way. I have, we have a, we have some spare homes and buildings you can spend the night in. It's getting rather late, and the creatures that roam the chasm just outside of town, you do not want them picking you up while you're strolling a boat. We will take anything you are willing to give us. They're massive, almost flying creatures made of shadow. Uh, then we he, will, he points like, to points to the leathers he's wearing. This is their hide. This is like I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> this way, and he leads you all through town. You can see numerous individuals. He points to this knoll that you can see. He goes, "Uh, that is, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> you can see why we're called the Forgotten." Uh, that is Brom Roughhide. He is our leader of the hunt. He goes out and hunts the creatures around here for food and sustenance for our people. Uh, and when he points, you see this albino knoll covered in the same leathers that Grom is wearing. Uh, and he has a hood that's made from the same kind of flesh. And he's you can see he's blind in both eyes. Uh, but appears to just be... It doesn't seem to hamper him in any way whatsoever. And as you're walking, he points towards a temple and says, That is our temple. Feldrin uh, Cloverhill. She is our healer. She will heal people uh, that come back with serious wounds. And she can. She's rather powerful, so. If any of us fall in battle, she generally can bring us back. And That's very powerful. The last time she brought one of us back, I think they were dead for a week or so. So, um, has she, she told you about any limits on raising the dead that she has? Uh, not that I'm aware of. <clears throat> All right. And you said she was in the temple usually. She is, but she's not there right now. She's at home sleeping. Of course. Um. And he leads you to this one building that's looks like it's been vacant for quite some time. And he's like, uh, how many of you are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of you? Yes, seven sounds about right. Yeah. Alright. He opens the door, and it looks like it's a mishmash between, like, a hut and a stone house. They kind of be, like, mishmashed together. And it's a fully decorated house. It's got sofas dining area, a fireplace, a stairs going upwards to where you can assume bedrooms are, um, a range to cook things on, like, everything. And he's like, uh, make yourselves comfortable. My home, and he points to the biggest home kind of near the temple, that's where I live should you need anything, uh, from me. Terribly sorry. What was your name again? 
How dare you? Grom Gloomshadow. Grom, thank you. Uh, just out of curiosity, we all are have been pulled from different places in the world. Where are you all from? By just interest. No, oh, Material Plane, Solspitza, formerly of Solspitza, the destroyed town, city. Mm -hmm. Um, Baxter Ornstein von Huxleyforth. Nods. I am from myself. I hail from Anundial. I used to be in the Queen's Council until I was pulled here. Uh, well, some of us are from Ipshire. Others... Ah, I've heard of it. Someone I also work with on the Council did not hail from there as well. That's a very diverse place to be in. Looks at Ogden Boone a little bit. You look familiar, good sir. Are you? Uh, do you yeah, happen, uh, uh, alias Chet. Do you happen to have a father named Latimer? Not alias Chet. All right. Well. Insight check on Ogden. <laughs> You're checking me. Well, yeah, you don't. Know, don't we already know that's his dad's name? Yeah. I don't think. Do yeah, I? you guys do know. Yeah. That. yeah. Never mind. He's talked to us. About, yeah, he's talked to us about his dad uh, being in the fighting pit well, and everything. It's uh, like at some point uh, we should do well, that. I guess I was wrong. Uh, Latimer is a wonderful fighter. Uh, very honorable, noble man. Uh, I miss him dearly. Being stuck here. Um, sorry, I thought you were his son. Uh, he, he, spoke uh, about, he spoke about his son a lot when I knew him, so... A lot of good things, actually. Anyways, um... Any... Uh, should you need anything? Again. Dinner will be served uh, shortly if you're all hungry, so... And he walks out of the house. News is gonna lean over to Ogden and be like... That guy has the same first name as, like... Bunch of other works that, you know. I mean, it's probably a oh, common yeah. name. Well, this, yeah, it's a it's a very common name. I don't know, dude. It just have, seems you, have you ever read orc? Have you, have you read orc history? I mean, no. <laughs> oh boy, I'll I'll get I'll get you into my library. Grom is like the you know. Uh, Jackson of uh, Orc names. Do uh, so you mean John? No, what? No. What? John? I don't know. Who was named John? I don't think we've met anybody. I don't think we've met a You're single right. John. In the, right. in the five years we've been together. <laughs> I don't think five, we've met a Has it been that John. long? No. Oh, the party's leaving. <laughs> But uh, was everybody, anybody doing anything specific while you're in this house? You also notice when you got transported here, like by Varkalis, you all got the benefits of a long rest. Oh, oh hey. Oh, hey. We wouldn't need to rest, would we? No. Yeah, so there's a kitchen, there's a wine cellar, there's a lounge area, there's bedrooms upstairs, there's a basement. I'm gonna see if the kitchen has any food in it. It does not. Yeah. He mentioned Doesn't, that everyone was yeah. gabbing for dinner rather relatively oh. soon, so... 
right. You get an idea they eat communally. Okay. Here. So the range is just for leftovers. Or if, yeah, people get hungry and want snacks. So yeah, leftovers. So hey. we've got the benefits of a long rest, but it hasn't been a new dawn. Correct. Okay. Is it dusk? You don't know you're in the Shadowfell. Always <laughs> dusk. Neither. Uh, Yus would like to find Grom again. So you leave the house? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's gonna go up to him and be like, You don't find him. Oh, if he, oh yeah, I guess I'll, Dizzy, he's looking for him. There's a lot of people milling about this town, so you can try to look for him. Hey, you guys know where Guam is? Uh, maybe it, oh. This has already left. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I think he's at the temple. Temple to what? They point to the temple nearby. Can you tell, can you see the temple? Yeah. Can you tell who's it to? Nope. Hmm. Uh, we worship all religions in that temple, all deities are worshipped there. Because we all come from different walks of life, so... Interesting. Then he'll go okay. over there and look for Grom. Yeah, he's sat up. He's kind of kneeling up near an altar, kind of eyes closed in prayer. New soul, um, kind of. Oh, you said he's kneeling. Yeah, he's kneeling in front of the altar and he's praying. Yeah, new soul, kind of. Do the same and just wait patiently. Okay. Um, um, and yeah. Well, that's happening. What's Ash and Henry doing? Um, walking around town, exploring. Uh, yeah, Henry is actually going to look around, especially because you said that the place is like cobbled together from a bunch of different. Yeah. Uh, places. Henry is actually going to look around and see if. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, what was the continent that the the tomb's on? Was it? It was an undeal, right? An undeal, yeah. Okay, is Henry familiar with the laws of an undeal? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, I was gonna say that he would research those, but if he's already familiar... Um... Yeah, he'll just he'll walk around, he'll look... He'll, he'll, Henry's oh. gonna follow his nose I'll tell you what those are, though, so if you plan on sharing those with the party later... You okay. Know. Um... Cause, yeah. Uh, let me just pull those up, because that's in our next campaign notes. Um... Fun fact. Uh, the main core ones are, if I can find those. What's the continent that City Below took place on? Esselvire. Esselvire, right, right, right. All right, Anundial was where was Anundial where the where the Mind Flayer nation was? Yes. Okay. Coral Cove. Uh, yes, I remember it getting mentioned in, mm -hmm. in the first campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the laws of Anundial, if I can find them. Man, here we go. Uh, you would know it is hereby illegal to persuade, coerce, or otherwise influence an individual through magical means without consent. So the charm spell. Mm. Uh, punishment is a fine of up to 2,000 gold pieces and an edict based on the severity of the crime. If the fine cannot be paid, the individual will be imprisoned for a time based on the severity of the crime. If the edict is in any way broken or not followed, all individuals will be imprisoned. All The individual will be imprisoned for a minimum of one year. Just because charm spells can get kind of gross, so it's to prevent people getting charmed against their will. Um, all wizard, sorcerer, and warlocks must be publicly registered by the crown upon the start of their training or upon the awakening of their abilities. So that's just people born on the continent. 
Non-registered casters in these categories will be required to register themselves at the Soulspire Academy or be imprisoned until their magical abilities wane and vanish. Uh, also, people who move there have to get registered as well. Uh, spellcasters are not required to train at the Soulspire Academy, but their training must teach, uphold, and enforce the laws put in place. The worship of the world breakers is outlawed. So that's like Tiamat, Atropus, blah, blah, blah. And punishable by imprisonment. Assaulting a member of the royal guard, royal family, and the queen's council is punishable by execution. A trial may or may not be held based on the severity of the assault. Piracy and marauding is outlawed and is punishable by hanging. A nun deal is attempting to be a more modern and, and be more safer for its inhabitants than Ipshire, etc. Murder of innocent lives is punishable by execution. Killing in the act of self-defense is not if proven. Those are like the core main laws that Henry would know okay. about. Basically, uh, piracy is illegal and punishable by hanging. Right. Well, and the spellcaster one. Uh, for that, uh, what is it? Is is that does that apply to visiting spellcasters as well? You said people who move there, but it's visiting spellcasters do not. But okay, so you can just be like, I'm all, a foreigner. All spellcasters. Yeah, but there is a way to keep track of this. All spellcasters visiting the Soulspire Academy is very powerful. Okay. Um. Then, yeah, Henry's goals are going to be basically, one, find a hot meal, two, find anyone from an undeal who might be familiar with the Soulspire Academy, okay. um, and ask them questions about it. Sure. As you're wandering around, uh, you do see the hunting party come back. They're bringing tonight's dinner that's going to be communal. Uh, and it's a creature Henry has not seen before. And it does not appear like a beast. It appears more monstrous. Uh, it looks like a purple turtle, kind of has like a shell on its back. Um, it has a head resembling a vulture's and the torso of an enormous beetle with an exoskeleton studded by sharp bony protuberances. And it has two very big hooked arms and lizard-like feet. And it's, they're just carrying it on a big old branch. You know what? I'll actually let Henry make a nature check or a history check to try to figure out what that is. I mean, I think I know. What do its hands look like? Hooks. Uh-huh. Uh, so you say nature or what? Yeah, nature or survival. Or survival? Well, I'm equally good at both, so... Fourteen. Fourteen. Henry would know that to be a hook horror. A creature native to the Underdark. But it's here Delicious. in the Shadowfell. Delicious. Tonight's dinner is a hook horror. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and as for, yeah, you you look around, you ask if who oh, was anyone from an undue, uh, and you come across this kind of uh, Grom mentioned he was from an undue, um, oh. but there's also you find this human man with a very bushy, curled up mustache, trimmed goatee, slicked back gray hair, and he's wearing very expensive looking nobleman's clothes, and you're kind of pointed towards him, and he's sitting on a bench near a fountain reading a book. Uh, hello, pardon me. Good ah, sir. hello. Uh, nice to meet you. My name is uh, Henry Lofferton Esquire. Uh, ah, an Esquire. Uh, yes, I've, uh, I have. Uh, I practice law. I've uh, formerly practiced law on uh, the Isle of Cavadaqueros. Ah, I've heard of the place. My name is Reginald von Dietz. Uh, very nice to meet you. Um, I was directed in your direction because I was told that you were uh, familiar with uh, uh, Anundial and the workings of the Soulspire Academy. 
Ah, oh, of course. Yes, I actually studied at the Soulspire Academy before I was pulled here. Oh, lovely. Um, my uh, compatriots and I were. Uh, well, I was. I was wondering some things about uh, the laws of surrounding magic at the on uh, an undial in the Soulspire Academy. Particularly, particularly should. Um, Foreign spellcasters, uh, those capable of casting magic, uh, perhaps a druid or a cleric or a warlock or two, uh, or perhaps even a wizard, were to um, visit from another place. What would be the uh, well, the 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 best way to avoid aggravating the authorities? Ah, good question. Uh, just do not harm the people that live there with your spells. Uh, the Soulspire Academy does have a way to keep track of all those with magical capabilities that step foot on the continent. It is sort of a protective measure, but if you're just there to visit and don't attend on harming anyone or murdering anyone, you should find yourselves undisturbed. But the only casters that the stool sort of focuses laws on, at least that need to be publicly registered by the crown are wizards, sorcerers, and warlocks. Generally, the other sort of casters are not worried about as much. We have the temples on the continent to sort of keep an eye on clerics. We have uh, other sort of governments in place, not governments rather, but organizations, orders. They keep an eye on druids and whatnot. The Soulspire Academy just sort of focuses on the warlocks, wizards, and sorcerers that enter the lands of Anundil. I see. Well, thank you very much. Uh, would you? I'm I'm quite curious. Uh, are you familiar at all with the means by which the academy tracks uh, spellcasters? Uh, being able to be aware of every spellcaster that steps onto their shores seems quite impressive. Uh, there's a veil that covers the continent that projects from the Soulspire Academy itself, from its central tower. Mm. It covers the continent as a whole, it is invisible, but it is essentially a massive sort of network, you could say, that keeps the, uh, keeps the positions of every caster on the continent that is entered. Have there ever been any particular... Um, ne'er-do-wells that have managed to slip through or avoid the detection of this Oh, veil? of course, yes. Uh, about 3,000 years ago, uh, was it 3,000? Oh, 2,000 years ago, maybe less, uh, during the time of the three heroes, um, a Mind Flayer Lich happened to kind of slip past the protections and be, go undetected by the crown and cause a lot of damage. Actually destroyed Old Anundil City in the process, and hence the new city was built on top of Old Anundil. Oh dear, well, how did... Well, is, is, I suppose that however this lich managed to slip through these defenses 2,000 years ago, though that, that uh, gap in the armor, so to speak, has been uh, shored up then? I would assume so. Uh, I'm not quite sure, though. Um... Hmm. I'm sorry. I assume I, I, I'm terribly sorry. I assume since uh, you mentioned you studied there, I was I'm assuming a high level of fami fami oh, yes. familiarity I, with these. I things. actually am an ex archmage, uh, the leader oh, of dear. the uh, Soulspire Academy. But uh, after I got s transported here against my will, 
it has been taken over by someone else. I see. I was Archmage there for 50 years or so. Oh, well. Well, so you must be quite familiar with those defenses then. Oh, quite familiar, yes. Uh, I modified some of them myself. You modified them? Uh, to what what end? I'm, I'm not... Not that I can use them terribly while we're all stuck Persuasion here. Persuasion check. Okay. Natural 20 for a 28. Fuck, I rolled a 19. Shit. Um, Henry is persuasive. Well, you said you're an esquire, so I don't, I don't imagine you to be any sort of no harm done. Um, I put a little thing in the system that detects whenever a spell is cast. Before, it was just tracking locations of spellcasters, but there is a gap in it where it could only track the location once every 48 hours, so there's a 48 hour blip mm. uh, in the system. So some casters were kind of using that to their advantage. Mm -hmm. And I, you changed it so it's every time someone casts a spell. I modified it so it's every time a spell is cast within mm. the continent. Now there are areas on the continent that are not perceived by this force field, uh, mm. such as beneath the ground. Um, the barrier can't penetrate through the ground. Um, and uh, yes, the Underdark on the continent is very well protected. I see. Well, very interesting. So, any time any spell is cast, that seems like a lot of information to process. It is a lot of information to process. We have a unit of wizards that switch out every couple of hours uh, that deal with the processing information. Hmm. That makes sense. Are there any are there any particular spells that draw attention more than others? Uh, I suppose if a, uh, a, a cure wounds is cast, no one bats an eye. But oh, a yes, finger so of death. Shows oh up. yes, necromancy spells are automatically targeted and tracked. Uh, mm. Basically, spells that would cause harm are the ones that we I focus see. on. Uh, and also, since charming, and of course, charm spells. Yes, yes, charm spells are outlawed on an undeal, uh, so we sort of focus in on those as well. Any sort of spell that takes away the agency of somebody else is generally considered outlawed on the continent. Such things like polymorph is outlawed. Uh, lots of spells are actually outlawed on the continent. Uh, some of those spells you need express permission from the academy to actually use. Polymorph entirely, or is self-polymorphing allowed? Again, it all... D d spells against unwilling... Individuals. I see, I see, I see. That makes sense, that makes sense. Anything that takes away the agency of somebody is outlawed. Alright, well. Um, I, I thank you for uh, entreating my curiosity. Oh, although, um, I'm curious. There are, I'm, I'm a little bit of a... Uh, well, for, first of all, I assume that the... Is, is there an exception for self-defense in this regard? If it can be proven, yes. Oh, right, right. Well, I suppose, uh, and but we'll, well get a blip well, uh, that we'll get a blip that someone is casting a harmful spell on somebody else, and then we should get a blip that someone's protecting themselves. So, all oh, right, right. Um, I'm also aware that there are item. I've, I'm I'm a little bit. I've, I'm a I'm a home magic scholar myself. Oh, I've done a little bit, a little bit. I've I've taught myself that's, a few spells. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, I'm aware that there are. I've I've read a bit that there are magic spells that. Uh, spells and items that can mask a person's 
presence in from things like their aura or detection or things like divination magic. Um, does the is the veil powerful enough to work past those or again uh, do those? It doesn't detect if someone's invisible or hidden by divination. It detects the use of spells. So if a spell is used, it detects a spell being used. Oh, so the so the veil itself is not divination magic. It is not. Oh, I see. Well, very interesting. Well, thank you for uh, entertaining my questions. I'm I was just very curious. Yes, we were thinking about making the veil sort of divination based, but a lot of the Thuergy wizards that we were training left the school. So, see, they left the school. Why did Why did they do that? Uh, the main teacher for Thuergy magic, unfortunately, was murdered in the school. So oh, they didn't feel safe there, so they transitioned, or left the school entirely, or went into different paths of study. Some remain, but not a lot. Most of the students that studied Thuergy magic at the school left. It's very interesting. Um, all right, well, I've taken up enough of your time. Uh, thank you, thank for, again, thank you very much for, for answer, entertaining my questions. Of course. Um, you said you come from Cala de Cuervos, correct? Uh, yes. I haven't been there in quite some time. And neither have I, unfortunately. Last time I was there, the Bellwinds were in power. I believe they still are. What a bunch of assholes they are. Yes, terrible vampires. Oh, they're vampires now. If they weren't before, they are now, yes. That's interesting. That is the re They are the reason why I am no longer at home. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you can find your way home soon. Safely. Well, I hope, I hope any of us can. Yes, I've been here for quite some time. Yes, well, uh, let's get to know each other then. Well, uh, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Lofferton. You as well. Thank you so much. And he goes back to his book. And it's a romance novel, you can tell from the cover. Nice. Uh, all right, Henry, you're doing that. Is Ash doing anything? Uh, Ash is basically just gonna hound anyone else in the party who, like, specifically, like, Eclipse, Ogden, or Baxter, who is in the cells with him. Okay. About what has happened over the course <clears throat> of the past couple days. Just like, what was I, what was I doing? Where were we? How long were we walk? It just, like, wants to fill in the gap in his memory. Alright, so, um... We were on the ship, and as we were leaving the ship, that's when you got possessed. Um, and then um, Wilf was with us while we decided to, uh, you know, take a jaunty walk over to the uh, Shadowfell through the forest. Um, Leah got attacked by a walking peach plant. Um, and you were really scared of it. Um, and then we also went through the forest, uh, and it was this really awesome, like, fade effect from, like, uh, multicolored to, like, black and white. And it was really pretty cool from an artistic standpoint. Anyway, moving on. Um, then we fought a bunch of ghouls, and you were scared again. Um, basically cried for most of the time. Um, then uh, we rested, got some sweet treasure, continued on. Uh, came to a desert, I think. Uh, everything was just covered in sand. Um, you were too scared to go into this pyramid we found. 
So um, you and Leah made uh, sand angels, and eventually you just kind of kept going so deep that you just fell through. Um, and then some of us forgot about you, sorry. Um, and then uh, Valkaris came in and everything was fixed. And that's about it. That's about three, four hours. Alright, so from what I'm getting here, uh, I spent the majority of this time crying and hiding. Yeah, that's about that about sums it up. Not a, not my best look. Alright, good uh, good to know. Thank you, you for You were me. possessed by a seven year old, so Ah well that I suppose that does make sense. Yeah. Uh so yeah, well Ogden and Eclipse and Asher talking, what's Leah up to? Leah has 100, as they were talking, Leah just kind of, like, left them, and she wanted to, she heard, like, the temples, like, everybody, like, worships there, so she wanted to see if there's anything specific about, like, the fungal lich, anything, like, ooh. Okay. So, like, she's gonna go and, like, open inside and, like, go check it out. Okay, you're at the temple? Yeah. Alright, I'll tell you, you can see numerous kind of, uh, idols on the wall for each of the deities that are worshipped here, uh, that allow worship. None of the world breakers are worshipped here. Uh, you can see an idol for Armathnan, the god of the god of life, also known as the Lord of the Dawn Life. Uh, his symbol's kind of like this twisted sun. Um, there is the idol for Cronus the Magnificent, also known as the god of time. Uh, his idol is a twisted hourglass full of running sand that's constantly just running back and forth. Uh, the next idol is for Deltoreth, the god of law, also known as the Lady of Hammers. Uh, her symbol is like a scale. Uh, also, the god of nature and the god of the Feywild is also up here, known as Fungalile or Silophir, and is also known as the matron deity of the Myconids and the creator of the Fungians. And his symbol is a little mushroom with a toad sitting on it. Um, then there is Mortranius, the god of death. And his symbol is a scythe wreathed in blood and shadow. Uh, then there is Reichtum, the god of riches, also known as the gold patron. Uh, heavily worshipped by the people of Silger. His symbol is a gold bar. Um... Then there is finally Selrenus, the goddess of light, uh, also known as the mother of conflagration. And hers is a sun with a hand coming up out of the ground. Those are the deities that look like they're worshipped here. She's gonna go walk over. You see Noose and... kind of sitting somewhere and you see Grom, that, half, that orc, kind of kneeling in front of an altar praying to himself. She's just gonna like... Let, let him do his thing, and she's gonna try to position herself like halfway between the mushroom shrine and the scythe shrine. Okay. Just like right in the middle between the two, because that's the closest thing she can think of in her mind to do right now. Okay. And she's just gonna kneel and have her staff in front of her and put her head on it. Okay. And she's gonna say a prayer. Sure. And I'll send you what she says. Okay. And you're saying this like in your head, like silently? 
Yeah, like she's okay. just like. You get a sense your prayer was heard, but you don't hear a response. She just kind of like nods her head and like she like stands up and like turns to and you see. Knowingly just worshipped a world breaker in a place that is considered worship of good gods. You think think she But yeah. Five and five intelligence. She... But no, that got that got fixed. Been... Oh that's right, that got fixed. That's right. But uh yeah, you feel like your your prayer got heard, but there's no response. Okay. And she's just gonna walk out of the temple like she's not like tr she's not trying to like like say hi to Noose or anything. She's just trying to like go about her business and okay. leave. Yeah. So, Noose, what are you up to? You see Grom still praying. He finishes up and stands up, brushes himself off, turns around and sees you. He's like, Oh hello. Oh hey. Are you religious? I am. Ah. Uh, which of these oh. idols do you worship, if you don't mind me asking? Um I, it, it, my worship is more along the lines of principle. Ah, makes sense. He Order. Makes sense. He gestures towards the idol with the hand coming out in the sun. I, uh, pray to the Lady of Conflagration. Conflagration? Yeah, the goddess of light. Selrenus. Isn't that word associated with, like, uh, fire? Of course. Ah. Uh, that's neat. I, I actually had a question. Of course. Do the Catalysts of Iron, do they cause you guys trouble? Again, they have in a couple of months. What'd they do? They killed my son, like I mentioned. Right. Yeah, you knew. And really, nothing's happened? No, not after I went there and murdered most of their procession. Hmm. All right. Uh, what was all this stuff you said about, um... Uh... A gladiator or something? Some dude that was in fighting pits or something like that? Oh, yes, um... He didn't mention anything about the fighting pits. He just said he's... Or Served yeah, some type of... That was with someone that looked like Ogden Boone on the council, that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, the fighting piss is what Valkaris said. Okay. Uh, you said that uh, someone in my party reminded you of someone. Oh, yes. Wh who did you mean? Uh, your elf friend. Uh, he reminds me of a man I used to serve with on the council of Anundial, the Queen's Council. They look the same a little bit in the face. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um. Interesting. What was his name? Uh, Latimer Meriden. He had a wife. He talked about his wife, Miss uh, Marion Boone, or something. Along those lines. Oh. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Any reason why he... Is it not with his wife? I didn't pry, it's not my business. Ah. He just talked about his wife, his daughter, and talked about his son. 
quite a lot, actually. What do you say about his son? Uh, they had a complicated relationship. Um, and that he regretted their last speaking. How it went. And that he misses him. But that's all I recall. Again, uh, I didn't pry too much. It's none of my. It wasn't. It's not my business. Well, I think it was probably good that you didn't uh, prod very much. Uh, my body's a little prickly in that area. Yeah. Well. It's generally wise not to stick your nose into personal matters that people have, I, I found. Unless you're you, you best bud. Uh, no. The best buds get to know everything. Not even then, I don't think. Uh, either way, I don't want to <laughs> take away from your worship. Uh, I have to go start uh, getting dinner ready uh, for the people. And he walks out of the temple, leaving you alone. <laughs> He leaves Noose there, smiling with his freaking nightmare of a grin. And while you're sitting there, you feel the presence of somebody sitting in one of these pews beside you. How, like, side-eye? It's Vulcaris. Oh, hey. Hello. How's it going? You like the pie? I did. It was a nice touch. Or the widow unexpected. Yes. It was. Noose is kind of looking at the ring on his finger. He's just like, Is this thing gonna have some bad effects on me? No. I promise. Alright. I'm sorry I didn't reveal my true identity sooner. Ah. It's fun. But it made it made me figure and stuff out really fun. But the forms I've revealed to you are avatar forms. The jester, the little gnome boy, he gestures to himself, this is who I really am. My name is not Pipshin, it's Valkaris Valterajin. That's my true name. Pipshin was an identity I took when people started worshipping me. I thought it was a funny sounding name, so I took it. It is fun. And I just gotta say, thank you. You helped me a lot. I know. I could never do enough to pay you back. And so I will tell these guys' guts out. Oh, you've actually paid me quite enough. Well, then I will do this selfishly because they killed my family. I don't expect any less. But you've already, but again, you've paid me enough. Just through knowing the people you're with. I have gained things from them. Your one, one of them gave me 12 years of their life. 
That's fun. It's a little interesting for sure. Noose, I have to be honest about some things though, if we're to go forward. Oh, I. You remember when you prayed to me to bring your friend back from death, Eclipse? Yeah. You can see he kind of gets a little upset in his face. I orchestrated the union with her soul and Velokash. I thought it was weird that that wind up. Uh, he sort of wronged me in the past, and I thought if I did that, it might orchestrate his downfall from you all, and I guess it did, so it paid off. But again, coincidences, uh, he did kill her family, so I do feel a little bad about it, but again, I kind of don't feel bad about it. Well, yeah, because I mean, actually... I mean, that does kind of stink. He almost killed Marion. Because was, of him being tied to all of us. He killed a lot of people because he was tied to us. I, so, I mean, that's not really great. <laughs> that's our little secret. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd lose, we'd lose a lot of followers if I did too much about that. Speaking of which, actually, he turns to you. You're the only one left. Please what? don't die. Only one. Uh so you're my favorite. <laughs> Obviously. But I've I like to lure my followers into dangerous situations. It's fun. It gives me entertainment. Some of them are really stupid. Oh. Melon is one of the only ones left alive. Wait, so yeah, actually, no, yes, there are a few left, but a lot of them aren't. I might have lured them into scenarios I thought they could get out of, and they didn't. It goes back to my whole past of liking to lure mortals to their doom. I don't see how that's different from other gods I've heard about. True, but I'm not a god. Oh. Oh, you kidder. I promise, and I cannot break a promise. I'm not a god. Oh. What's the difference between a god and a deity? Can I at least say you're it's, a deity? You can say I'm a deity, of course. Uh, there it I, is. I called myself the god of tricks, but I'm not. Um, I mean, what god of tricks wouldn't? He nods a little bit. Hmm, makes sense. The reason I want my sphere back, Noose, is I fucking hate it here. I hate it in the Shadowfell. I want to be back in the Material Plane. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, also, another confession, I guess. <laughs> Thalren... Please, please, speak to me. And he holds out a hand yeah. over his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thauran was the good brother for a time. Uh, he was my polar opposite. He did not take pleasure in killing people. He despised it. He only... But then he, had a, he drank a bit too much of the sauce. Correct. He lured dying and sick mortals into the Feywild to give them health and everlasting life, should they choose it. 
But I wanted to mess with his head a little bit, play a prank on him. He's my brother, of course. So I created that elixir that you drank. He drank a little too much of it, and... That elixir was made from the life force of the mortals I lured into the Feywild. He needed to sustain it, his addiction, so he made more of it, and in turn of healing these people, which he did, he drained them of their sustenance. So in part, it's my fault, but he's dead now, so everything is fine. Pranks can be very bad if they go too far, Noose. You know I this. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Toothstone. Darn what, Gwubs. Yes. <sighs> hey, but, um, I don't know. It's like, I mean, sometimes it sounds like you, you were kind of a bad dude before you did something really bad, and then all of a sudden you just were like, you know what? That was really bad. And, uh, and then you kind of little, turned a little corner. Not saying. I wouldn't too say much. I turned a corner at all. I'm still inherently bad. Um, no. I have <laughs> motives for everything I do. Um, do you want to hear how my followers started? Absolutely. I would appear in the, the material plane and lure people into forests, specifically children, and I would pull them into the Feywild. People would see me doing this and they feared me, so they started to fear me and through that fear I gained powers. And I thought, hmm, I should cultivate this and see what happens and here it is. Eventually, those fear became pranks for some reason, because I would... For some reason, I guess, pranks were my forte. Luring people, lying to them, pranking people to do bad things. Um, and here we are. I mean, on top of providing so many people with joy, Pranks also keep people on their toes. Also... Fear. <laughs> when Ash dies, his soul is bound to the Feywild and to me, so... No resurrections for that poor chap based on what he asked me to do for Joseph. Oh, so that means we need to take care of this, uh... Shadowfell business going on here. Or else, uh, Ash will be kind of stuck there. Uh, you know the creature that Henry killed in Marion's house? Yeah. He'll most likely become one of those, a boggle. It depends. Oh, that's no so bad. That's it not depends. a bad way it to go. It depends what I want him to be. I was thinking either a boggle or a satyr. Hmm. Also, noose. One hmm. last thing. Yes. When I am reunited with my, with my sphere, I am staying on the material plane. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, oh, hold on a sec. Won't that be kind of rough for you? We'll see what happens. Because, I mean, that kind of makes you a little vulnerable, doesn't it? He smiles. No. This fear completes me, and I need it. 
Yeah, that chokes out. <laughs> you are the next in line. And then he just disappears. And that's where we're going to take a break real quick. Oh so boy. We'll see you all back here in five to ten minutes. Next in line for what? <laughs> You're listening to episode 69 of Beneath the Tide, Promises of Fae. Some announcements while we're on the break right now. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, starting August 23rd at 10.30pm Eastern Time, we'll be starting a weekly game on our Twitch channel of Call of Cthulhu, called Call of Cthulhu The Nightmare Society. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's period horror set in the 1920s in England. Cheerio, England. It's going to be a lot of fun, so come check that out when we start doing that. Uh, also, this Sunday, 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 the 16th of August at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be streaming part one and part two of our Dread one-shot back-to-back. So if you missed out on that one-shot, Come over to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mimics, letter N, monstrosities, to come check it out. Lindsay does a great job running Dread, and you can check her out on Twitter at DaBurbles. That is at D-A-B-E-R-B-L-E-S. Haha! Thanks for listening to this episode. The second half is coming right at you, like a hot towel. Bagel. Eagle, We're not back, bagel. everybody, and before I at least it wasn't an obscenity. <laughs> and before I kill everybody, this it was worse on this session. Uh, yeah, so sixty-nine. Yeah, sixty-nine. Uh, news. <laughs> you talk to Valkaris for a bit, and then he just disappears. Oh God. Um, and as this all happens, you guys can hear from the center of town. Dinner, and then there's a loud bell ringing, just ding a ling 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 a ling, and you can hear people leaving their homes to go have dinner. Henry, you're still outside walking wherever, and you can see people start clamoring for the town square to eat. Oh, lovely! Whatever you saw being brought in on that giant branch, and then you just smell the roasting smell of meat. You all can smell it in the home you're in, wherever you are. You just smell roasting flesh. And it smells great. Uh, as we're walking, I'd like to speak to Oglin, Ogden Oglin? in a hush. Oglin? Oglin, Ogden? <laughs> hey, it's me, everyone. Oglin Spoon. Hi. Hi, I'm Oglin Spoon. I got my friend with me a clubs. Eclipse of the Moon. I'm Oglin Moon. I've got Eclipse here from Eclipse Fest. I'm Oglin Moon. And I got things to say to Eclipse. <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> nice. Fuck you, Caleb. So, what's, what's Eclipse gonna say to Oglin? <laughs> You guys are so mean. Okay. I get this is revenge for the bagel bagel shit. I am sorry. (coughs) Okay. Trask. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. 
Um, so I saw you get a bit tense when Ron mentioned your father. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, you kind of shoved, like shoved it off a bit. I know you two didn't really get along, but yeah. I mean, he is your father. You know, I, I, uh, I uh, kind of sick of hearing everyone say that same phrase. I'll be honest about that. So, yeah. It just, you know, just because he's a dad doesn't make him a cool dude. In, in the more uh, blood versus water sense, uh, not he's not your dad because like dads are people who like love you and take you to sports games and they're your like uh, rec soccer coach when you're six. Um, not that I know yeah. what soccer is. Yeah, dads also uh, leverage you for uh, political gain, use you as a centerpiece for a, a campaign and uh, also, you know, shits to your mom. So, you know, dads are a lot of things. Dads are, dads are a, a lot of things and, and everyone is allowed their complicated relationships. Is what, is what I then, then why are you going after him? Does he even deserve to be rescued by you? Why not let your sister handle it? Because the way I care about my mom, she cares about my dad. And I care about her, so. The transitive property of love he, he gets a pass this time. Or at least he gets some help. And when this happens again, which it probably will, considering the world's beginning to end, what happens then? What happens the next time he's in trouble? You know, he's also uh, an adult, a, a fully grown elf adult. Very old, old, old man. One of six, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I stopped counting. Uh, I know how old he is. Just, uh, just the worst. Uh, I don't. Uh, we're we're really belaboring my dad's stuff. What's the deal here? What's your what's your skin in the game? I'm confused. Sorry, I'm very defensive about it. I don't like to talk about it. Maybe I keep bringing it up because you got a dad and I didn't. Oh no, no, he left. Yeah, well, my, my dad lied to me for twenty years, so. And actively fought to get back into your. And I don't want to play Whose Life is Harder, because that's just a game where we all lose. I just want to say, be grateful for what you have. And if it's a shitty dad, 
kids more than most. Yeah, you know, he's he's a he's a powerful enough human to send a message spell my way too. You know, yeah, I feel like I don't. There's there's a lot of a lot. I mean, you know me, but you don't know him. So, what's the point of defending the person you don't know? Yes, devil's advocate. Why does everyone want to advocate for the devils? Why? Well, they do enough for themselves. <clears throat> they I they just, do. I just like to present both sides, both possible sides of the story. I don't know. It's like a thing with me. I'm too empathetic, I guess. Well, that just seems like you're trying to start a fight for a fight's sake. I didn't even ask you to. I don't want to fight with you, Ogden. I don't either. Why are we upset? horrible childhoods. Yeah, you don't slouch the way I do if you had a good childhood. I got slumped shoulders. I'm gonna start you know, massaging one of, the one of his shoulders. Ah. <laughs> Is that a knot? Right there. I just, it's like a bag of snakes back there. Alright, here, let me get my elbow in there. <laughs> Ah, um, ah, so as start working all, on a knot. As this is all happening, you're all kind of just walking along. Everyone else is awkwardly quiet as <laughs> Ogden and Eclipse have this weird little tiff. Um, and you all arrive in the center of town and see the creature I described earlier that Henry saw kind of roasting on a spit. <clears throat> this vulture-like beetle body, lizard foot, hooked arm creature just roasting on a spit. And Grom is just hacking it up and giving hunks of this meat on plates to people. And everyone's nodding their thanks and going to sit down wherever they can and eat the food. Ah, oh, newcomers. Please step forward. Uh, Alright. I'll step forward, but first, uh, is there any sight of a person who would be named uh, Feldrin Cloverhill? The, the healer around here? Maybe? don't know what she looks like. <laughs> Just someone who looks like they might be a healer. I'm Perce not gonna shout it. <laughs> Perception check. That did not go where I wanted. Ooh. Okay. 21. 21. Um. You see... A forest gnome with bright pink hair tied into pigtails, wearing a set of scale mail made from the bones and scales of the same flesh creatures that Grom wears, and she has a golden mace on her side that seems to emit a holy light, like just radiant light, and she has piercing blue eyes, and she's helping Grom hand out the pieces of meat to the people here. Okay. I'm gonna... Remind myself to talk to her later. Okay. Yes, newcomers, come. Dinner is served. You all look mighty hungry. Oh, very. And he just cuts off a piece of this roasting hook horror meat and puts it on plates for each of you. Uh, there's, like, roast potatoes and, like, carrots and other vegetables on this plate as well. Any yams? No yams. And hands each of you a plate and says, "Enjoy your dinner. Sit wherever you please." Baxter's just like, "Oh, 
What what can you speak of the notes on this uh, dish? It's hokor and potatoes. I've never had hokor. What 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 can you tell me about it before I feast? It tastes like a bird mixed with a beetle. I've never had beetle. It's a delicacy here for our people. The hokor. I will accept it gladly, thank you. Enjoy your meals, everyone. And he gets his own plate and goes to sit off somewhere by himself. I'm gonna sit next to Ogden, but keeping my eye on Feldrin. Okay, she's still helping people. She's walking around, kind of touching people on the shoulder, talking to them a little bit, and she's just kind of doing, just roaming. Braun the knoll, he's eating away without any utensils, kind of just and then he kind of like clambers up into this like onto the roof of a building and just kind of sits there eating his food. Other people walking around. Henry, you recognize the uh, human uh, who talked to you about mag- or magic laws. He waves at you and walks off with his food, talking to some other individuals, like two dwarves. Oh, yes, yes. Just in conversation. Um, do you all eat the food? Yeah. It tastes like chicken with back note of... Man, I don't know. It's hard to describe what insects taste like because I've eaten insects, but it's hard to describe the taste. There really isn't one. I imagine it... I mean... Insects really don't crabs, have a taste. Crabs are essentially insects. Yeah. They're insects. But, ex- but eating insects, which I've done... No taste. They generally taste what they're spiced with. So when I've eaten crickets, it tasted like what they were spiced with. Lime, salt, and chili. <clears throat> so it just tastes like chicken with like a weird kind of sour back note, but not a bad one. And the flesh oh, is the flesh is blue and stringy. Uh, like a pulled chicken. Yeah. Baxter's Baxter's all about texture, and so when he like gets the stringy meats, he kind of irps it. Looks like chicken. Well, texture-wise, shredded chicken. Yeah, like shredded chicken. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then never mind then. The texture is just weird. Uh, The way you described it, I was just like, went. Well, it is weird. It's a hook horror. <clears throat> Alright. There it is. Uh, we're fine then. Baxter drinks. <laughs> and the potatoes taste like the best roast potatoes you've ever had. They probably have been flavored with magic, like prestidigitation, probably. Um, you don't see any water, though, so you don't know how they were boiled or roasted. Uh, Ash just goes to town on it. Uh, Henry eats the potatoes. And then looks down at the meat and says, uh, you can have this one. And then his eyes shift over and Carnifex just goes, Is Henry a vegetarian or just suspicious of foreign foods? He just doesn't let, he saw the thing that it came, like, that came in on. He was just like, "Mm, you deal with putting that in our, in our stomach. Once it's in there, it'll be okay. I just don't want to put it in my face hole. Yeah. What's everyone else's thoughts on your meal? Noose is already done with his and going up for seconds. 
<laughs> they wait to see if everyone else has had their first plate, and then they give Noose his seconds. Yeah. Noose is just, just like... Been, mm. I've just been playing with the potatoes. Okay. This is probably the first real meal you've all had. Well, actually, not, not a long time, because you had a meal at Marion's, but... A two technically real meals in a row. Uh, it's like getting a bite of something, different uh, pieces of it together to try, like, oh, what's the best combination? Like, the, the like best, in ratatouille? The best uh, <laughs> potato to meat to carrot ratio of, like, oh, a little less carrot. Oh, oh, I see the carrot is really mellowing out that sour. All right, like, let me add a little more potato. Ooh, mm, yeah. Like, it's a, a flavor science project like just oh oh we're almost there almost the perfect bite just so i love so, that i love so, that uh has uh feldrin come by us at yep. any point yeah she's wandering she's starting to wander over now and she's just patting you all on the head just saying oh enjoy your dinner does it to ogden pats newson backs her on the head enjoy your dinner Baxter looks over to what Ogden's doing and is just like, you seem like you're on to something. Let me know when you find something good. Oh, I've eaten bugs before. And she pats Henry and Ash on the head. Enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Pats Leo on the head. Enjoy your dinner. Oh, thank you. She's sprinkling some lavender she had in her bag on the potatoes and eating okay. them well. Uh, and she gets to Eclipse and pats you on the head. Enjoy your dinner. Um... Could I oh. maybe speak to you for a minute? Of course, that's what I'm here for. And she waddles to a little private area where no one really is sat near. Uh, I'm going to sit down my mostly still, mostly untouched plate and follow her. Okay. Um, I heard that you could resurrect people uh, who've been dead for a while. Uh... Yeah, there's always restrictions on it. Uh, it definitely depends. Uh, if their soul's willing, first off, that's generally the number one contender that matters the most. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've been known to bring people back. Um, yeah, if, generally if they've been no, dead no more than a century, uh, if they haven't died of old age, and again, if their soul is free and willing. Um, but, uh, um, I do need their body. Right, of course. <clears throat> uh, thank you. Um, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your dinner. Uh, you as well. And I'll go back okay. to my spot. Okay. You guys see Eclipse come back and... You see the gnome she was talking to kind of go off to other people and start doing the same thing she was doing to you guys, touching them on the forehead and have a nice dinner, enjoy your dinner. Yeah, I uh, just look a little more down than before. Alright. Eat one potato. Uh, eventually, um, the dinner service is wrapped up and people start cleaning up and people start going back into their homes. Uh, another bell rings and Grom's like, Alright, uh, that is 
sunset, so uh, everyone get inside if you do not want to get eaten by the gloom stalkers. <laughs> no, seriously. By the, by the what? Oh, gloom stalkers. They dwell in the chasm outside of town. They come out at night and try to eat us, so we generally go indoors. Lovely! And you can see the three like main people of this community, Grom, the Grom, Brom, the Knoll, and then Feldrin, the Gnome. They're kind of making sure everybody gets inside safely before they too retire. Um, do you guys go back inside? Mm -hmm. Does everybody yeah. go back inside? Yeah. Okay. So you all get back into the home. You can eventually see the three leaders of the community disperse and go to their own separate homes. And you're all just kind of sitting in inside this home, doing whatever you please. Uh, just will kind of wiggle on over to Baxter. Hey, I heard some stuff about your dad from Grom. Do you mean Ogden? Ogden. Who did I say? Baxter. Said Baxter. So. God like, damn. Why yourself? would I do that? I don't know. So I tell you, it's weird. Ogden. Yeah. As someone who knows. <laughs> I meant I meant Ogden. Ogden Boone. Ogden Boone. Ogden Boone. Here. Don't you guys. Come, coming in for the talkums to your face. What do you mean, Ogden Boone? So yeah. Uh, Noose, you wander over to Ogden. Uh, I talked to uh, Guam. He said some stuff about uh, your dad. I swear to goodness, uh, another person jumps up my butt about my An dad. Wait, another and person? I'm, I'm gonna just uh, lose my Who? mind. Wait, wait, what's going on? Who else did it? Everyone's getting me right in the neck. Right in the neck. Everyone? My dad. Everyone. Even Everyone's... Rhea? She oh, can't even reach that high. Everyone's getting, everyone's getting in it, getting right in, right on my friggin' chops about it. Back off, everyone. Hey, Ogden. Dad suck, am I right? Run, dad. This guy gets it. Like, oh, he, he donated half of his DNA to me, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to feel things because he's a dick the rest of the time? Jeeps creeps, people. Oh, I know. I know he was a dig. I just didn't. I mean, you've said already that you're wanting to like show off and like pretty much pounce on him and save his butt just so that he's, you know, he recognizes your greatness. Well, listen, it's like, look at me now, Dad. I didn't. You. Everyone's like, oh. Your, your dad and I was like well he was not great he didn't support me and now I did it without him look at me famous archaeologist writing books writing well one book but you know what hey I'm uh, a good portion of the way through it's got roughly 69 chapters so far <laughs> nice so hey we'll be Everett, get out of my shoes about it! Oh, okay. How, how, how else? 
how how was the rest of of your day? How was the rest of my day? Yeah. Well, I found the perfect combo. If you're if you're wondering, Baxter's if you're wondering, like, oh, oh. if you're wondering what it is, cut a carrot in half. One of the smaller pieces of carrot. Cut that in half. Spear that. Then meat. Then potato. Maybe you can get some grease from the meat to 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 really soak into the potato. Then you just all in one. Baxter's just like chew. Let that emulsify one swallow. Baxter's just like um, like like here, here, right here, at this this one, right at this point, and he's like positioning a, a knife above the carrot, like about like this. I mean, cuts the piece of carrot in half. Perfect. No, oh, oh, I was way off. Oh, oh, yes. All right. <laughs> and he'll like kind of do it. Try to do the same thing, and he just holds it up like this. One. All right. Oh. Oh. Mm. I have been to many a ball and many a feast catered up the Wazoo. And Mr. Ogden Boone, you have made the feast of a pickup game of kickball. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, being rich, they can teach you how to order, but they can't teach you how to eat. Uh, this is very true. I thank you. Henry. Yes? You hear a voice say your name upstairs, <clears throat> where no one is yet. <clears throat> he says, Henry. Oh, uh, yes. I'll start going up in that direction. Okay. You get up the stairs, and there's somebody standing down the hallway. <clears throat> just staring in your direction. Yes, can I help you? Save me, son. Can you I'm see sorry? Your, can you see your father standing at the end of the hallway? Hello, father. Save me, son. Where are you? On a ship. Who has you? Edmund. Belwyn. I see. And what does Mr. Belwyn want? Carnifex. Returned. Do you know why? No. And your father disappears. This is, uh, concerning. And you're stricken with the worst headache you've ever had in your life. Mm. You see images of the three Bellwins, Edmund, the son, and his two parents, whose names I do not remember at this current point in time. Um, <clears throat> they're standing... Oh, oh, yes, I do. Hold on. Either way, I'll worry about that later. Uh, they're standing in what looks like the basement of the Bellwin home, which you remember, you Henry would know to have jail cells and whatnot and you're in a prison cell and your parents are wearing very shabby clothes very soiled and wet and dirty clothes your parents are just completely soiled and dirty and the bellwinds are smiling blood trickling down the side of their mouths and your parents have fresh bite marks all over their necks 
and they just smile and you're back in the present mm. Mm. well shit he's just gonna like thousand yard stare just turn around and just go back down the stairs okay. Ogden you also hear a voice upstairs say, Ogden. Ah, you son of a bitch, you're up my ass now too. Walks up. Okay. You go upstairs, and at the end of the hallway you see a figure. Kind of cloaked in shadow a little bit. Um, looks very similar to you in the facial features, but longer hair, very noble looking clothes. You see your father standing at the end of the hallway. Hello, son. Damn it. Do you know how many people have been up my ass about you today? Hello, son. I... God damn it. I... How are you doing? Are you struggling? Bad. Really? And you feel a sudden headache take over you. Like, ah, son the of worst a headache you've ever bitch. had. Bitch! You see your father... <clears throat> a magic suppressing collar around his neck and he's in a fighting pit he's not wearing much in terms of clothes just like ruined rags and he's holding you don't need it and he's holding his sword and he's getting absolutely demolished by this massive stone giant just punching him around grabbing him up by the legs and just throwing him um the image flashes to your sister neola same collar on her neck and she's in a cell her arms chained up like this towards the ceiling, uh, and she's battered and bruised and covered in stab wounds. And there's a figure standing in front of her in a cloak, but you cannot see any features. And you just hear her scream as a knife goes towards her, and you also snap back to the present. Did I pass, uh... Yeah. Henry, mm -hmm. by the way? Yeah. I'll come back. Wow, did you have horrible, horrible visions? Yes, you too. Oh yeah, nightmarish. Uh, it's, uh, we keep, uh, what's it, what, I... <laughs> Indeed. And no one else hears any voices. Well, what was I? I think we had mentioned that vampires. Is that still happening? Yes, they have both of my parents. Oh, son of a bitch! And have been feeding on them, apparently. Oh, what? You hear a scream outside, like a blood-curdling scream, and then you hear another one echo throughout town, and then another one, and then another one. And then the smell of burning wood, like fire. Can, is there a window? There is a window. <clears throat> I'll, I'll peep it. I'll peep right. it. You see a woman running past the window, and she just hits the ground hard, an arrow sticking up the back of her head. Do I recognize the woman from the feast? Yeah, just one of the villagers. 
more screams. The window you're looking through, an arrow comes sailing through the window and shatters the window, but you just put your head out of the way just in time. And the arrow just embeds itself in one of the walls, kind of near where everyone's kind of gathered, just dong. I get the feeling we're under some sort of attack. Oh, what's going on? Uh, well, uh, 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 gather around, everyone. Uh, uh, there's a uh, fighting uh, going on. What's good up? Wait, no, hold on. Uh, Noose has an idea who it is, and he just runs. Okay. Ah. He gone. runs just out, out the there door. already. Noose out the door. Noose, you see the buildings. Ash falls his best buddy. Okay, Noose, you see buildings on fire, and these pale figures, like pale skin, running around and just cutting people down and shooting arrows at them. Uh, as soon as they see the two of you burst out of a home, they turn and attack. I need everybody to roll initiative. As these three kind of these elven-looking figures turn their attention towards the two people bursting out of this home and get ready to kill them. So, oh, I'm trying to remember if if uh, Russ is here. He is not. He got killed in, during the mummy fight. He got the acid too. got him. Yeah. You'd have to cast Find Familiar again. No worries. Got it. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Eclipse, you're good for initiative. You're muted. 18. 18. Noose. 19. 19. Ash. 17. 17. Just going down almost. Ogden Boom. 12. Leah. 19. Dang. Henry. 21. And Baxter. Oh, 13. Henry, you're first. You see Baxter. Noose. You <laughs> What's see, going on? <laughs> you see Noose and Ash just book it out the front door. Oh, dear. Um, all right. Uh, Henry's going to... Can I make it out the, out, out the door in one movement? Yeah. Exiting the home, you see buildings ablaze and individuals screaming as they race around the city, avoiding what look like pale-skinned, elf-like individuals wearing hooded cloaks and firing crossbows at the people fleeing. Nearby, a woman is cradling a child in her arms, the child's tunic stained with crimson. You see Grom fighting three of these individuals, cutting them down with ease about a hundred yards away, before proceeding deeper into town to deal with others. As well as Brom the Knoll firing arrows at these elves from a nearby rooftop, pulling off headshots with ease, even though he's blind. As you exit the home, yeah, you see three of these elves catch sight of you all and race forward. Okay. Uh, Henry is going to cast Far Step to give himself that teleporting <clears throat> ability. Sure. And he is going to, I believe it's 60 feet. Uh, with 60 feet, can I get to, you said there's a woman cradling a child? Yeah, there's a woman like holding a child. The child's can I... shirt is stained with blood. Can I get to, with a 60 foot teleport, can I get to them? Oh yeah, they're about 40 feet away. Okay, then he'll step out as soon as he sees them, just turn and vanish, reappear next to them, between them and the mm -hmm. thing as the flail is appearing, and then he's gonna swing around and blast off three Eldritch Blasts at one of the creatures. Alright, go for it. These are bald white elves with pointed ears. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, right. Ogden, you're an elf. You know what these would be adjacent elves known as the Shatter Kai. Hmm. Alright. That's uh, a 13 to start. Great start. 13 misses. It kind of just adds, like, just with insane agility. Just... Mm -hmm. Second one's a 23. 23 hits. And the third one is a 24. Hits. It just, it, it, it just dodges the first one, kind of cackles at you, and then <clears throat> both in the chest. 
Alright, four... Uh, 23 points of oh, force damage. That one is just like... And then it just smiles, spits out some blood, and just locks eyes with Henry. Mm. Alright, that's Henry's turn. Alright, Leah, everyone, running outside. She is just running out. Just She's just like, what? She's like following. Yeah. Like, so as soon as you get out the door, running? as soon as you get out the door, you see Henry whew, teleport towards uh, this woman holding her clearly deceased child. And then he just throws two Eldritch Blasts at these very pale-skinned elves. She's just, like, not even thinking she's just, like, thrown out chill touch. What, uh, the one that Henry attacked, or one of the other two? The one that Henry attacked. Go for it. You just run out. And this necrotic hand covered in moss and mushrooms coming out of the fungal just staff goes sailing towards this Shatterkai. 23. To hit? To hit. That definitely hits. Just catches it in, catches it like in the throat and just chokes, starts like choking the life out of it. 14 necrotic damage. Nice. Oh, I need to check something. Oh, takes half of that. Takes seven. Okay, good to know. Just... And um, da, 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 um are, none of them are within ten feet of me, are they? Correct. They're all about thirty feet away. Okay. Uh she's just gonna stay out there and just like ready up. Okay. Noose. You see three of these figures. Henry teleports towards this woman holding her dead child, Leah, throws a chill touch out. Great. Who's the biggest baddest dude around? They all look relatively the same. Noose runs up to the closest one then. Okay. Uh, 30, jumps feet, on 30 his... feet away. Great. He jumps on his chest and casts uh, Inflict Wounds at 6th level. Okay. Make an attack roll. And you did not see... 27 to hit. Yep. And you did not see they were resistant to necrotic. That's fine. So yeah, you leap on his chest and just cast inflict wounds into its chest cavity. Roll damage. Uh, that's a lot of damage. Um, let's see. Inflict wounds is like my favorite spell almost. That's a lot of damage. Uh, that is... Uh, 52 damage. Oh, reduced to half, it takes 26. Still a lot. Alright. And you're just holding on to the front of its chest. Yeah. Uh, and then news bonus action, he's going to say, Hiss! And pull out the, the rattler. Okay. Did, have, you put, have you put that ring on yet? He did. Okay. He put it on right when he got when it. When you put it on, you automatically attune to it. Oh, okay. Uh, just so let you know. me do that then. All right. Uh, that'll bring it to Eclipse. Noose, Leah, and Henry book it out of the building. Okay. Um, how many are there currently that I can see? Three total. Stra three? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Henry's like up close and personal with one of them almost. Uh, mm -hmm. Noose is holding onto one's chest and pumping it full of necrotic energy. Leah whipped out and threw a chill touch at the same one Henry's attacking. Okay. Uh, how far away is the third one from me? 30 feet. They're all... 30 feet? Yeah, they're all relatively close to each other. Okay, then in that case, I'm going to. Um, and it's standing on a rooftop with a crossbow. 
Okay. Okay. I'm going to uh, uh, bonus action uh, dash and movement to climb to the base of the building and climb up. Okay. Um, I have a 20 foot climb speed. Yep. You can get up. Great. Um, and I'm going to attack that guy. Alright, and sorry, they don't have crossbows. Twice. They have these spiked looking or chains. These really long spiked chains, not crossbows. Oops. Cool. Um, I use my bonus action to dash, so I just... Yep. Oh, man. I take a warning slash at him. Because that was only an, an 11 to hit. Uh, it doesn't hit. It kind of throws his chain up, wraps around your weapon, and pulls it out of the way. But I still have it. You still have grasp. it, yeah. It just kind of just pulled it out of your way, of its way. Great, yeah. Just want to get his attention. Okay. Anything else? Bonus action, action. That is it's my yeah. turn. Uh, the one that, near that Hen, all. the one near Henry, is going to get closer. It's going to bonus action, shadow jump closer to Henry, just and just disappear in the shadows and reappear in front of Henry, and it's going to make two attacks at Henry with its spiked chain. Are you sitting in front of the woman and her child? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, he's just gonna swing twice with this chain. Just whoosh. Oh, sorry, three spiked chain attacks. Just whoosh. Oh, fun. Uh, so the first one is a 25 to hit. Uh, just hits, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, two, five piercing damage, and I need okay. a dexterity saving throw as the chain, like, kind of wraps around you. Just whoosh. Oh, dear. Okay. Alright, dexterity saving throw... 21. 21 succeeds. Okay. And concentration... 12. Alright. So the chain just goes la goes slack, it whips the chain up, and tries to slash you across the face with it this time. Uh, okay. 19 to hit. Yep, that hits. Okay. 10 piercing damage from the chain as it slashes across your face. I need another dexterity saving throw. Seven. Seven. It gets you get the idea. It's choosing what effect it gets to choose when it when you fail that save, and you are knocked prone. Just whoosh, okay. And you poof, land on the ground, and it's gonna arc the chain up in the air and aim for the woman cradling her child. No. Nope. Natural twenty. Ah. Oh. So she just whips the chain forward, or it whips the chain forward. Times uh, two is six, nine. Nine piercing damage slashes across the woman's throat and she drops to the ground, unconscious. Uh, that'll bring it to Ash. All right, uh, Ash will rage and charge the one closest to him. Uh, it would be the one on the roof, the one that Noose is grappling, or the one that they're relatively all within thirty feet. Okay, uh, you said. Noose roof. Was there a third one? Yeah, or the, the one, one by that, Henry, right? One that has Henry prone on the ground and just attacked okay. an innocent old, uh, innocent woman. Mm-hmm. Uh. Eclipse has a line on the roof. Uh. And Noose is just pumping the chest of this one full, of, like, that he's, like, holding onto the front of it, just pumping it full of necrotic energy. Okay. I'll help out my buddy. Okay. Uh, I'll just come up, like, while he's got the front of it, I'll spin up behind it and swing Lore Weaver at its back. Alright, make an attack roll. Alright, let's go Reckless. Sure. 24 to hit on the first attack. 24 hits. Do you have 
Never mind. You're not, I don't think you get brutal critical. Brutal criticals. Uh, anyways, yes, hits. No. And I'll do both. Both attacks. Second attack with advantage is a dirty twenty. Both hit. You just run up and slash, slash. Or okay. Stab, stab. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be okay. Uh, uh, fourteen damage on the first attack. Ooh, nice. And eighteen on the second oh. for thirty-two total. That one's looking like real hurt, like bleeding profusely. Okay, bonus action. Smack with the with the haft. All right. Oh no, I used the bonus action to rage. Oh, no, correct. Uh, that'll bring it to the one that you just attacked. <laughs> it's gonna use its first chain attack on Noose. Disadvantage because I I hit. Correct. Uh, that is a thirteen plus six, nineteen to hit. It would have been a natural twenty if it wasn't disadvantage. Tank. So yeah, nineteen to hit noose. You're on mute. That hits, yes. Oh, okay. Noose's AC is fifteen. Uh, you take that's thirteen piercing damage. Okay. Reduced to half. Reduced to half. To six because yep. resistance. And I need dexterity saving throw by noose. Two can play the necrotic game. Uh, 18. 18, does that succeed? That does succeed, so never mind. You get the sense it's going to pump you full of necrotic energy with its chain. So, it's going to swing the chain back at Ash. Okay. Uh, for a 25 to hit. Oh, yeah. Going pretty good for these guys. Uh, that's 13 piercing damage reduced to half. Okay. And I, need a, and I need a dex save as well. Alright. Did my health used to be higher? I feel like it used to be higher. I think something might have happened to it one of these times. We'll figure it out later. Because I, uh, yeah, that happens sometimes with this character. Uh, 18. 18 succeeds, so never mind. Yeah. Third attack, uh, it's, yeah, third chain attack, it's gonna go back at Noose with disadvantage. With disadvantage, that's a 12 to hit. Uh, in my notes, Ash, you have 117 max hit points the last time I checked. Okay, I only have 105 on my character sheet. Yeah, you should so have yeah, 117. That, something happened there. I will fix <clears> that. Okay. Uh, that's its turn. Bringing it to Baxter. Um. So you said that there was a cluster of them baddies, correct? Just three total. Oh, so two next them... to each other, and then one on top of a roof. Yeah, the rest of them that are in the town are not engaging with you all, and they're just dealing with commoners. There's about 50 total that are just dealing with commoners. Okay. Uh, then back will uh, bonus. Uh, that's not. Yep. Oh my God. Oh, he's back. He's back. Okay. Hey. And the stream didn't uh, stop. Oh, thankfully. So. Nice. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Baxter will fire at the one that our melee characters cannot hit. Okay, so the one on the rooftop that Eclipse is fighting. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so first attack is a 17 to hit. 17 hits. 
Alright, and that is 10 force damage. Okay. Second attack is 29 to hit. Hits, just poof. Uh, and that is uh, uh, nat 1 for the damage roll, so 6 damage. Okay. And the third is a 21 to hit. Hits, all three hit, just poof. Except you whiff with this one, it pulls it out of the way, and as, you, as it pulls it away, three Elder's Blasters slam into its face. Just uh, <laughs> I was a distraction. <laughs> uh, and that is nine damage. Okay. <clears throat> Anything else? Uh, how close is Baxter to all these guys? Same as uh, about 30 feet away if you come out the door. He, if he sees an area that looks open enough, he's gonna just use all 30 feet of his movement speed to just get as far away from these dudes as possible. Okay. Sounds good. That'll so put you kind of like in the doorway of another building if you want to go there. Yeah, like 60 feet away from him then? It'd be 30 feet away from you, where you are currently, so 30... Well, you were saying like I was 30 feet away from yeah, them. Yeah, so 60, so 60 feet away from the one you just attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Excellent. That's All where right. he wants to be. That'll bring it to the one you just attacked. It's going to make three chain attacks against Eclipse. <clears throat> bring it on. Uh, 25 to hit. I keep rolling 19. Hit. Um, 14 piercing damage. Uh, uncanny dodge. So 7. And I need a dexterity saving throw. These chains are gross. 22. Oh, that succeeds. So it's going to slash you again with this chain. Uh, for a 24 to hit. Hit. Mm. Man. Uh, 10 piercing damage. Okay. And I need another dex save. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, you are grappled and restrained as a chain wraps around you. doesn't say it can't attack again if you're grappled by the chains. It's, cause it's gonna attack with the chain again. Just like kind of mm -hmm. pull on it so it cuts into you. Uh, and you're restrained so that's with advantage. Ugh. 15 to hit. Miss! It gets caught in your like cat fur. Kind of pulls right. the fur out. A little bit. Uh, okay. That'll bring it to Ogden Boone. Yeah. Uh, Ogden Spoon. Ogden Boone. Uh, runs outside. Yep, you see all this happen. You see Eclipse get wrapped up and restrained in chains. Henry yeah. bamf over to somebody. A woman get cut down that he's protecting. Henry get knocked prone. Ash and Noosh just beating the fuck out of this one. Uh, I'm going to see uh, the one that just restrained uh, mm -hmm. Eclipse. Yep. And I am going to uh, connect with him and cast something deep into his mind. I'm okay. going to cast Mind Spike. Mind Spike. All right. That's think a, a, intelligence or wisdom? That's a wisdom. Okay. Is that considered a charm effect? Uh, no. Okay. I don't believe so. Let That's me double check. Sorry, go ahead. I'd say you know because if, if it's not if it is a charm spell, I'd say you would know not to use it just in case because you know you're elf as well. Uh, yeah. But that's a six. It's That's a six for the save anyway. Six. 
that's a six. Then yeah, uh, Ogden Boone uh, sees the situation and then like narrows eyes with him and just just digs deep into his mind. Okay. Like a bullet. Roll damage. And just gets to that moment where it's just like, oh, everything was bad in this moment for you. Good. Uh, 14 psychic oh, damage. Oh, nice. 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 That one is now looking real bad. It's just like psychic spike just slams into its brain from the inside of its skull, and blood just starts oozing out of its ears, eyes, and nose. You can't hide anymore. Ugh. Uh, anything else, Mr. Boone? <clears throat> just just staring there. Just okay. daring anyone else to come. Alright. Henry, you're prone in front of this thing. The woman that got attacked, you can hear her breathing still. But her okay. child, and she's clutching her child still tight as she can in her arms, even though she's unconscious. Okay. Alright. Henry is going to yuck this guy up. Yuck. Um... Ooh. Uh, yeah, he is going to stand up uh, half movement. Yep. Uh, he's going to stand up with half movement, uh, teleport 15 feet away. Okay. As a bonus action. Yep. Uh, and then blast three Eldritch Blasts at it from a distance, so no disadvantage. Correct. So that is a 17 to hit. 17 hits. Okay. It just seems annoyed that you're teleporting away. Just <laughs> uh, 15 to hit. 15 just hits. Okay. So and tw dirty 20 to hit. All three hit. Okay. Does not like you because you can teleport as a bonus action as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, can do that too. Yep. Oh, that's right because it's shadow move. Yeah. Yep. So that is gonna be a low roll. Low roll. One, two, three, four, five. Seventeen total damage. Oh, yeah, he's not looking good. Anything else, Henry? Uh, yeah, then second half of movement, move right back where I was between standing between it okay. and the woman. Alright, Leah. All three of these Shatter Kai are looking real shitty. <laughs> and you now know they're resistant to necrotic damage. Yeah. Oh, that's always so fun, just going pew-pew. Necrotic pew. Um, damage is Leah's stuff. I know, she loves that little lit slap. Um. <laughs> what are you doing? Um. She, they're looking like real shit, right? Like, they're... Yeah, yeah they're getting there. They're, they're, they're getting, getting, they're right. getting. They're getting. They're getting it. She is going to... Um, run. Oh, I don't like this. She is going to get. Oh no, she's within thirty feet. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, no. Fuck it. She's gonna get within ten feet of it. Okay. The one, the one that um, like fucked up with the kid and the baby. Okay. She's getting within so ten one, feet. So the one Henry's at. Yeah, <laughs> and she's gonna cast uh, poison spray and has to make a con save. Okay. All right. Ha! <laughs> Fuck! It was almost a net twenty-three. <gasps> oh! 
it fails! Yeah, roll, oh. a two, roll a two plus one, so. Oh, I'm so happy. So you just okay. run over, and as you're running, you just poison spray out of the staff and just shh. Oh, bless. I wasn't expecting that. Oh my god, this okay. This cloud of just, like, mushroom toxins just shh. That is 29 poison damage. Oh! You just run over and hit it with this poison spray. It turns and just withers and drops to the ground dead. Just... Oh, oh, can I... Can I... Oh. Would you consider that a humanoid? Yes, I would. Would you consider it a small or medium humanoid? It is medium. Ah, I am going to cat use as a reaction fungal infestation on this dude. Fuck yeah. Oh my god, I can finally use this thing. Oh my god. So it rises as um, a zombie, correct? Yeah. Uh, with one hit point, and it goes right after me. Okay. Do you have a bonus action left? Um, yeah, I do. Do you have any healer? Can you heal this woman? She's dying. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> she was too focused on that thing. Um, uh, Leah, as you raise this thing as a zombie, the other two that are alive, the one that's got Noose and Ash focused on it, starts, like, running away. Just pushes Noose off and runs the fuck away. The one on the rooftop unrestrains Eclipse and books it the fuck away. Uh, the three of you can all get attack for opportunities on the ones that are leaving. Okay. Yes, please. Eclipse, you're muted. What'd you get? 28 to hit. It turns and runs, and you just sink your weapon into its side. And I didn't get to use my sneak attack. Yes, yeah, so you get it. You, you get it right here. One, three, five, eleven, fourteen, eighteen, twenty-two plus. It's dead. <laughs> uh, six. All right. It turns to run. You just grab it by the back of the head, pull your sword up, and you just slit its throat, and it drops to the ground. Uh, Ash and Noose, attacks of opportunity. Ash, what'd you get? 19. Hits, roll damage. That's also what Noose got. Okay, so <clears throat> rolled, both of you roll damage. I got 7 slashing damage, 5 acid damage, 6 poison damage, and, uh, 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 because of this ring... Sorry. Um, Eleven necrotic damage. Has the necrotic damage? It is barely hanging on with one hit point. Nineteen. All right, Ash. It's like turns and runs. It's like something like getting melted out by this whip. You just stick stab in the air with the Lord Weaver, and it goes right through the back of the skull and out through the forehead. I like to imagine it's just like it. That happens. It turns to run. I just hold Lore Weaver at face level. Oh, it just, it just turns around. And just it. runs into it. Yes, like a final just destination death. Impaled on the end of it. As the last of these elves drop, you all take a moment to glance around and see Grom and Brom easily dealing with the elves swarming them. A lot of these elves are starting to like scatter and run off. 
Brom the Knoll is now leaping from rooftop to rooftop, firing arrow after arrow, Legolas style, and Grom is swinging this massive greatsword with finesse and cutting elf after elf down. From a nearby home that's aflame, you hear a hellish growling and barking as six shadowy dog-like creatures start racing towards you, phasing in and out of existence as they bolt forward, being followed by another one of these elves in a hooded cloak that clambers up onto a nearby rooftop and readies a crossbow. Everybody roll initiative again. Oh no. Did Leah get to do a bonus action? Yeah, she did. She, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Leah, what were you doing as your bonus action? I was go heal that woman. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so... I think I'm just gonna yeet a little first level healing word that way. Sure. So that will... Uh, uh, that will be... Seven healing. Okay, she comes to consciousness. And she's prone on the ground, and she just sees what happens. And just stays there, because she's just cradling her child out of despair. Um, alright. Uh, Eclipse, what did you get for initiative? Nine. Ooh. Noose. Natural one. And Noose got a 23. Alright, you and Ash are side by side. Ash, what did you get for initiative? Seven. Ooh. Ogden Boone. Eleven. Eleven. Leah. Sixteen! You're over with Henry and your newly raised Shatterkai mushroom zombie. Uh, and I mean, your Shatterkai zombie also gets a sixteen. Alright, uh, Henry. Nineteen. And Baxter. Baxter got a thirteen again. Alright. Noose, you're up. These uh, six shadowy hounds are about forty feet away. The elf is about thirty feet away up on a rooftop running a crossbow. Noose can't get to that guy, can he? No. Uh... Uh, hmm. Noose can't get to either. Uh, I suppose Noose can get within range of those other ones. They're forty. The dogs are forty feet away. Yeah, and he's got a ten foot reach with that whip. <laughs> so Noose is gonna like pretty much bolt at those things um, and do an attack on all right. the closest one. All, right, all six of them are like basically side by side. They're like rushing towards like a pack. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's going to attack the one in the front. Okay. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. 19 hits. You just run forward and you hit this shadowy-looking dog that has, like, weird maw and teeth. All right. Shadow Mastiffs. Boy. Uh, that's 7 slashing damage, okay. uh, 10 acid damage, 3 uh, poison damage... And, sorry, four necrotic damage. All right, you rush over and you just hit that one real hard with the whip and it almost dies. Uh, and then he's going to bonus action, uh, uh, what is it? Yes. He's going to shout... Um, Waiting cheer, no teeth to gnash. Teach them to fear the hummingbirds. Wash. And he's going to cast a uh, uh, spiritual weapon. Okay. At second level. All right. 
and he's going to attack the one that he just attacked again. Sure. Yep. Uh, and that's a 19 to hit. Hits. For 12 force damage. That Shadow Master just disappears <laughs> like Shadow. The other five are right there, snarling. Yeah, Noose, Noose is done. He used his max of everything. Yep. That'll bring it to Henry. Alright, how far away is the one on the rooftop? Uh, it's, on the, it's actually on the building you're in front of, so it's about 20 feet up. Oh, perfect. Uh, Henry is going to Hexblade's Curse It. Okay. And then three Eldritch Blasts. Excellent, go for it. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, 15 on the first one. 15 just hits. Okay. Uh, that's a 13. Does not hit. Just ducks as it sails over its head. And last one is a dirty 20. Those, that hits. So just... Okay. At this assassin-looking Shatterkai. Or... 28 points of force damage. Oh! Disgusting. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, Henry? Uh, nope, that's it. Okay. That'll bring it up to one of the Shadow Masters around Noose. It's just going to go bite Noose. For a 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. Uh, eight piercing damage, and I need a strength saving throw. As it bites into you, starts shaking you around like a ragdoll. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> All right. You are not knocked prone. Oh, boy. Woof. That brings cool. it to Leah. She is... There's five of them left. Um, yeah, and there's the guy on the rooftop right above you. Roof. Um, since it worked kind of last time, uh, she's going to get within ten feet of the nearest mastiff and just poison spray. Okay. Con save. That'll be the one that just bit Noose, so... 11. Haha! <laughs> Fails! You can just run over up to, up to this Mastiff and just spray more poison at this little puppy, this shadow puppy. This evil-looking shadow puppy. 22 poison damage. Ugh. And it does not seem resistant. Oh! Good, good, good! It lets out like a little... And then... And then turns to you. Um, 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 um. Disengaging would give the five that remain attacks of opportunity on you. By the way. Yeah, that would be bad. Um. Oh. Uh, would, would I know if Noose has been good, you know, constitution-wise, you know, s saving against things-wise? I don't know. I mean, he eats some pretty wicked stuff. Assume whatever you want to assume. Okay, uh... She's <laughs> going to yeah. finally use her reaction to you halo of spores okay halo of so spores <laughs> when a creature you can see moves into space within 10 feet or starts its turn yeah. uh i can deal 1d8 necrotic damage and it's a con save er yes 
That's what it is. I think you need to wild shape to actually have that happen. You need to do a certain wild shape thing. Let me check, because Spore Druid that's, has changed a lot. That's for spreading spores. Oh, yeah, you can do that as a reaction at any time. Cool. Alright. Yeah. Just these sponges spores just... These invisible spores sprout out from you. So on its next turn, it has to make a save. Yeah, creatures that start their turn there. Yep. And I guess it's now the zombies' turn. Yep. Uh... One hit point Shatterkai zombie animated by mushrooms and fungus. Basically a clicker from The Last of Us. She just like, kind of like turns, like like looks at it and just kind of like... And like points towards the one in front of her and just like... Like okay. attack it. Alright. So I guess it does a... Uh... It uses a zombie stat block. Okay, so I guess it does a, a, slam? a slam? Yeah. A slam. Yeah, it just punches it, essentially. <sighs> does not have a mouth to moan out of because the mushrooms are kind of manifesting over its face. Oh, so beautiful. <clears throat> so it's just like... Eight, 18 hit. 18 hits. Let's, come on. 1d6 plus 6, come on. Four bludgeoning damage. Reduced to half to two because it's not magical. <gasps> okay. Anything else? Ah, uh, that's all it can do. Alright, that'll bring it to the Shatterkai Assassin. Assassinate's really fun. And it's gonna shoot a crossbow bolt at... It knows that it should target somebody who hasn't done anything yet, so... Uh, that will be Ash it's going to shoot at. Alright. So, with its crossbow, how does this work? Assassins are nasty. Ah, advantage, because Ash hasn't had a turn yet, this mm. combat. Uh, ugh. uh, 19 to hit. Yep. Okay. So, and it hits you in the neck, and it's an auto crit because of assassinate. As this crossbow bolt slams into your neck, but you are raging, so you half most of this anyway. It doesn't assassinate only work if you're unaware of the target. During its first turn, the assassin has advantage on an attack roll against any creature that hasn't taken a turn. Any hit the assassin scores against a surprise. Oh, surprise! Never mind. Just a straight attack roll then. Straight damage. I rolled that wrong earlier. That in another game. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. That was a surprise. Round. That was a surprise round. Uh, oh, okay. During another game, I'm talking about something else. Uh, ten piercing damage reduced to half. Okay. And I need a constitution saving throw as you feel poison start to course through your veins. Oof. Alright. Yeah, assassins are so dirty, They're but so I love dirty. them as a DM. Uh, that is a 15 on the con save. 15 is the DC, so you take half damage. Okay. Uh... Uh, you take 25 poison damage, reduced to half, you take 12 poison damage. Reduced by half again, because I'm resistant to poison, I take 6. Oh, correct. Because uh, of the armor. Damn. Uh, that's its turn. Fuck. 
Uh, that brings it to Baxter. I like to imagine it's like All it right. hits him and it's like the clothes like solidify into the carapace form of the armor. So you said there was a there is a, uh, a group of enemies? Yeah, there's five of these hounds surrounding Leah, her zombie, and Noose. Okay. So six total enemies. Yeah, the guy on the rooftop as okay. well. So Baxter will use a uh, bonus action hex to hex the one in the middle of all of those uh, okay. hounds. Sure. Uh, so he's going to um, bonus action hex that one, and then he's going to hit it with some Eldritch Blasts. Go for it. Uh, the first one is a 29 to hit. Hits. Uh, that's 11 plus 6, so for the that's 6 necrotic damage and 11 force damage. Okay. Uh, then he's going to do the second one. That was a nat 1. Alright, into the dirt. Alright. Third the... one, 25. Hits. And that's another, uh, th so that's 13 force damage and 6 necrotic damage. It disappears, just. The hex. Uh, cool. And I guess at the start of my next turn, I'll use the. my bonus action to move that hex over to a new one. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, Baxter's done. Alright, that brings it to one of these mastiffs starting in the circle of spores. Con save is a seven eighteen or sorry wrong stat block uh seventeen. That succeeds. So uh, I don't think anything. Uh, yeah no it's nope. it's good. Yep, cool. It's gonna try to bite Leah. Uh eighteen to hit doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. Ogden Boone. Uh, I, I see a, a small uh, quorum for a, uh, a, a dog's poker game. Yep, surrounding Noose and Leah. Wait, they're in ca they've they've come around them. No, but like there's five of them all in front. Like the five of these, are, right. well, the four hounds now are all in front of Noose and Leah. Okay, I want to go up and support. And her zombie friend. Yeah. Want to go up and support them, and just uh, just look at the dogs. See. Bad dog, <laughs> and uh, cast Forsyth okay. uh, in a cone on all the dogs. Okay. I can send. I can send you the verbiage of that one. I have this is... it right here. Oh, you're the best. That's awesome. Um, no, you like... know thy spells. Thank you, Sam. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm casting and that at uh... what level again? Uh, that, that one I'm going to cast at 4th level, so the 68. Alright, so all these dogs need to make intelligence saves. Mm -hmm. They're known for their intelligence. Uh, that's a natural one. Great. <laughs> 17 minus 3, so 14. Yeah, it does not pass. No, it does not. 13 minus 3, so 10. Does that pass? Uh, I'm missing one here. And two. They all fail. Uh, they all take 27 psychic damage. Uh, one disappears, and the other th remaining three look real bad, like single digits bad. As a psychic, this, this like psychic scythe, I imagine. 
Uh, yeah, it's any any good memory they have is yeah. uh, ripped apart by uh, a scythe. Yeah. All right. Like the like the movie uh, I Heart Huckabees when they hack memories with a machete. All right. Anything oh, no. else, Mr. Boone? Uh. Uh. <laughs> am I close at all to the fun? <laughs> like I look at the the spores and I just they're invisible. You actually can't see the spores. Con save, yeah. It, it, do I, is there yeah, actually a... You'd have to make a con save, yeah. Really? I think so. Let's, I gotta check the radius on those spores again. It... Ah, I guess it moves us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, were within, you, were within, you were within 10 feet of Leah. Yeah, con save. Uh, wear masks, guys. I was not a safe Please distance do. away. <laughs> wear masks. Social, social I was not a safe distance. <laughs> Leah is the epitome of social distancing. Oh, <laughs> Indy, you have new fan art. Um, oh god, everyone else in the party in a mask. Uh, <laughs> that is a 19. What oh, you're fine. protective is if she wore a mask? <laughs> uh, Alright, Ogden, you, you can feel the spores getting into your respiratory system. You're like, <coughs> what? <coughs> you probably don't want to be Mommy. That, you probably don't want to be that close anymore. Yeah, I'll, uh... uh Earthy! Oh wait, that would have been, been, been your full movement to get up here, actually. Oh, it would have. Okay, I was gonna take five back, but I'll, I'll, I'll make, uh, I'll make note of that. Is it so? Is it the start of a turn to the end of start, a turn? Start of a turn. Start. Yeah. <laughs> Invisible spores. That wasn't the start of my turn. No, when you enter yep. in the first time, and then when yeah. you start your turn. Oh, okay. You know what? I didn't even think about the. Yep. All right. Got it. That's your turn then. That's that's all for all right. your boy, Ogden Boone. That'll bring it to one of the Shadow Mastiffs. Con save. Three. Two plus one. Fails, so he's gonna take seven necrotic damage. Oh, has six hit points. It just... And then dissipates. Uh, that'll bring it to... One of the final two Mastiffs. Con save. Three minus one, or three oh. plus three plus one. Sorry, four. Okay. I'm necrotic damage. Still standing. It's gonna retaliate Fuck. and try to bite Leah with one hit point. Dice jail. It's a seven to hit. <laughs> Doesn't hit. You know what? It goes to bite at you, and the spores are too much, and it dies. <laughs> it gives up. Uh, bringing, it, bringing it to Eclipse. Eclipse, you can see the assassin on the rooftop. And you can see one dog remaining in this... Well, you don't see the cloud of spores, but you can see one dog remaining, and it looks like shit. Okay. Um, how far away is the assassin? Uh, from you, uh... Yeah. 40 feet. Okay. Would I be able to jump from rooftop to rooftop to get to him? Acrobatics check. Very good at those. Um, 19. One. Nice. No! Yes, you hop over like three rooftops and you get within like... Yeah, you get like... You hop and get onto their rooftop. Great. Um, so you always see a cliff like parkouring over rooftops and just getting onto the rooftop where the assassin is. Um, would that have used my action and bonus action? No, that just would have used your movement. Or, yeah, that one. Um, then I'm going to attack him. Twice. He's like, oh! And he sees you like sprinting over rooftops, like doing front flips and back flips and cartwheels in the air. 
and then you land in front of him on the rooftop. Hello, dear. Short sword. Natural one. No. Justin, shut up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, that is a 14, though. Oh, a 14 does not hit. Uh. Just parries it with his crossbow. Just dunk. Alright, second attack. Oh, yeah. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. As you, like, you parries it and you swing the dagger up and catch it just under the ribs. Yeah. I need to find my d4. Oh, I threw my d6s in here. I'm so stupid. Prepare your dice. As I Caleb wasn't prepared says, and I threw them away because I was being dumb. Next demystifying DMing video. Prepare your dice. Know your dice. How to organize your dice. I don't. Really good I have piles. I just, well, yeah, mine are in a pile. No, but like, they're all, all my sixes are here. My favorite Ooh, sixes nice. are in a certain spot. I got one of these for my birthday. Ooh, nice. Oh. Yeah, I just keep mine on this 25, 28, plus And then six, I keep my dice in my, my starter set box. Um, Ooh. 32 33 points of damage 33? yeah 33 yeah you run up and just sink the dagger venom under its ribs and it almost dies it looks real bad it's like Ugh! it coughs a bunch of blood up into your face and then it gets stuck Ugh. and matted in your fur alright uh, I probably would have thought of something. activated the I need to poison. ask this group after the game ends based on something I just realized. Mm. Okay. Wait, um, I have a phone. I can text the group chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's my turn. Alright. We'll do it later. Uh, too long to make that joke. Uh, bringing it to Ash. First turn, alright. What's still alive? Uh, one Mastiff and the guy on the rooftop. Alright, let's just go yuck up this Mastiff. Okay. Two attacks, well, three attacks. Are you getting within ten feet of Leah? Uh, do I with a ten foot reach weapon? No. Oh. Uh -huh. Yes. No. No. Yes? You'd you be within ten feet of Leah. Would I? The ten foot reach weapon I could attack Leah. At ten feet away, and that's if the right. thing is right. next to you, oh, then I can, right. yeah, right. big brain. Yeah, Question I can attack is. into the radius. Yeah, go for it. Okay, you're fine. Let's go reckless. Why not? I mean, go for it. Uh, okay, that's a uh, twenty-three to hit first one. Twenty-three hits, and a crit on the second one. Hits. All right. Uh, do I have brutal critical? Single digits. I I want to know how much damage I do. Okay, I, think... I critted. I think you get brutal. You gotta critical get that potential. You have brutal critical, yep. Fuck yeah! Alright, so. So it's triple damage dice. Uh, yeah. So first attack. Or double damage dice. Is. Uh, 18 damage on the first attack. Okay. And then the second one is. Which it's already dead, I know. But yeah, it's I'm still like, gonna roll. You impale it, and then you pull it out, and it's just like about to fall over. And that crit, though, is. Ho oh, oh, Bobby. Uh, 12, 12, 9, <laughs> 21, 30, 33 points of damage oh, yeah. on the second, on that second attack. They have max 33, so <laughs> you just like, and then, I just like pick it up in the air, and it just slides down and dissipates, just Gross, I love it. And then, uh... It just leaves a dude on the rooftop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how much I can do a bonus action, so that's my turn. Alright. Noose. 
How far away is the guy on the rooftop? Okay. <laughs> How far away is the guy on the rooftop? 20 feet up. Okay. Uh. Initiative. Can Noose get to them? Can you climb? I don't have a climbing speed, but if it's. Oh, you do at half speed then. So 15. Yeah. Yeah, but first con save. Uh, damn it. That was a, uh, 14. That fails. Okay. You take seven necrotic damage. Alright. <coughs> and Noose is gonna run up to that guy. We'll make Clamber up there. Okay, so make me an athletics check to climb first. Oh. Eight. Eight. You climb up and you just fall on your butt. News is furious, um, but he's going to send uh, his spiritual weapon over to see if it can't. All right, go for it. His little hummingbird. Hummingbird flies over. <clears throat> he has a twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one does hit. Uh, for twelve force damage. Alrighty, he's still standing. Just so a hummingbird flies up, stabs him with the beak, and he's just like, Bruh! Eclipse is standing right there. Uh, Noose still has an action, correct? Uh, yeah. Um, and you said that he was 20 feet away. 20 feet up in the thing. 20 feet up in the air and on the building, yeah. Oh, so is he, he's 20 feet above the ground on top of the building. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, then... For his action, Noose will um, do a yeah. He'll do a toll the to dead. Okay. Ring ring. Uh, wisdom save. Eight. Uh, and that is uh, uh, fifteen necrotic damage. Head explodes and covers Eclipse in more viscera and gore. Just <laughs> and the headless body drops to the top of this roof, and as that happens, a tremble is heard in the ground, almost like a tremor. Ogden, you see in the nearby fountain, impact tremors in the fountain. <laughs> Soon after, more screams and the sound of a bellowing roar and splintering wood. One of these buildings is reduced to rubble, as this massive creature crashes through the flaming ruins. The creature is about 70 feet tall and looks like a demonic amalgamation of a gorilla and a monstrous reptile. It has pale grayish blue skin and tufts of brown fur coating its body. The massive beast just <laughs> stomps along with four sets of fists and two mammalian feet. It glares in your direction with its four red eyes and rushes towards you all, throwing flaming debris all around is as it bursts forth with drool cascading off its tangled teeth and tusks. Another one of these elves has been pulling it along with a chained collar, and with a fluid motion, the elf detaches the chain from the collar of the monstrosity and clambles, clambers up onto its back and stands on its shoulders with an evil smirk. Grom and Brom clamber out of the ruins of the burning building they are fighting around and atop of, and they both look in your direction and race forward to aid. As Grom races over, he screams out loud, Brom, they have an Udak! Aid the newcomers! And that is where we're going to pick up in T2.
two fucking weeks. Oh no. <laughs> and Udak. 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 Uh, but yes. Udak. Udak. Thank York's you. Nass. Th York's Nass. Thank you, Short everyone, nice. for joining us for Beneath the Tide episode 69. Um, nice. Bjork's Nass. Bjork's Nass. We'll be back August 12th for the continuation of this uh, for y'all to fight a big old fucking creature. Um, so, again, thanks for watching, everybody. Thank you for playing, you wonderful players. Uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Oh my goodness. Uh, and based on what was revealed tonight, talk, finding out who, well, for news finding out who Valkaris is, y'all gonna level up to level 12. Yeah! At the next long rest, or right now? Right now. Oh. Ooh. I don't give a shit. Uh, Obviously, spell preparation stuff cannot happen, because you haven't had the time to prepare your spells. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh... You guys kept calling them shadow puppies. Isn't shadow the name of the dog in Homeward Bound? Oh yeah, Sh so. shadow, chance, yeah. and what's the cat's name? Steve. Sassy. Sassy. Oh my god. But uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> we will see you all in two weeks. And please tune in Sunday at one p.m. Eastern time for our dread one shot. It was so much fun. And you it really all... was.